Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. And a world-changing victory brought with it the opportunity to talk seriously about the inequities between how U.S. soccer treats its male and its very well-accomplished female players. I don't need to fight. A deafening roar for our champions. To prove I'm right. I want to hear one more deafening roar because of what they stand for. USA, equal pay. USA. Equal pay. Pay us, bitch. Pay them girls what they worth. Snoop Dogg says so. Fans want to know what they can do to support that fight. Fans can come to games. You can go to your league games, buy players' jerseys. You can lend your support in that way. You can tell your friends about it. You can become season ticket holders. That is correct. You are fake news. Show is gossip. Very fake news. Go home, bitch. I love This guy's free wherever he is. Big up to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Thanks for keeping me woke, as <laughs> Rachel would say. I try. I think you're the woke one these days. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, maybe we have a role reversal in progress <laughs> as the years go on. Plenty to talk about in tonight's installment. As usual, Tommy Robinson returns to prison after his supposed uh, contempt of court conviction. At the same time, he gets banned off YouTube yep. for the supposed hate in his message from prison. I didn't have a lot of time today. Did you actually see the video in question not, today? I did not, but he was already in limited state, so yes. they're kind of stepping up the ban. But now he's totally gone. We talked about that before. If Tommy Robinson posts a video of him before the ban, of course, if he posts a video of him eating a sandwich, that is limited state, yeah. which is weird because Sargon just posted a, like a lengthy interview with Tommy Robinson the other day before he went to prison. And some people had emailed me with some reports of odd behavior on that video. It's weird to think like if he posts, if Tommy posts to his channel, that's limited state. If he talks for an hour on Sargon's channel, that's okay. Right. We're entering really weird territory yeah. in terms of social media censorship and information control. You heard it there in the uh, intro. The U.S. women's soccer team wins the World Cup. That, of course, was last weekend and becomes more insufferable than any of us could have possibly imagined. Oh I God, did not I expect know. it to be this annoying. Be primarily, maybe I expected them to be annoying. But the media allies who continue to insist despite all evidence to the contrary, that we actually all love women's soccer. We just don't know it. Yeah. If you just shove it in our faces enough. Yeah, totally. Really, and I totally really love. don't hate lesbians now. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to all of it, including the Rachel Maddow puff 
interview. You know, Megan Rapino, you're very smart and you can like talk good. How did you get to become such a good talker? Uh, Megan Rapino says Rachel Maddow. My God. Uh, Trump, uh, speaking of social media censorship, Trump hosts a summit to discuss social media censorship, controversially attended by far-right extremist conspiracy theorists like Tim Pool. I saw on the, on the news, the national news this morning, Tim Pool, far-right extremist conspiracy yeah. theorist at the White House. Meanwhile, Facebook momentarily appears to say death threats against people Facebook doesn't like are actually totally okay on the platform. They've <laughs> since revised that language, but that was a weird hiccup this week. We'll see if you buy their explanation. I find their explanation not totally satisfactory. Um... The weekend of ICE deportation raids is apparently on. Protested throughout the country, including in deadly fashion in your old neck of the woods, Tacoma, Washington. I know. That's a crazy story. And we'll hear nothing about it because, of course, militant left-wing political violence. Uh, that's just, that's, you know, that's a fringe random occurrence. Nothing to see here. Nothing to do with anyone. Just but a crazy we'll talk about it because it's hilarious. Hilarious, you say. What's oh, the comedy? On. Like I, one more dead hippie boomer. I'm like, win. Yes. Well, he brought it upon himself. It yeah. Appears. And yeah. I don't, we're going to talk about this, but he actually wrote a manifesto. It was totally death by cop or suicide by mm. cop. Okay. I've not seen anything of, of the manifesto and I haven't had a ton of time to read about this. So I'm, I'm excited to learn about it. And not to be outdone by Desmond. Fellow drag kid Lactatia makes a return appearance. We have a Lactatia sighting. We'll get to that at the end of the show. We will take super chats in the meantime on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on MattChristensenMedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Remember, if you'd like some sweet deals from your fellow listeners at Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and Flyover States, check out mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. They got, uh, or I have, I should say, not they got, I have. And our friends over at uh, these awesome companies have good prices on ammo, cool custom engraving work for your gun or anything else. Patriotic apparel and merchandise, all really cool stuff that I personally use and enjoy. And these are deals by listeners of this show for listeners of this show. Again, that's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals if you'd like to throw some business their way and get some great products at a great price for your troubles. Uh, Announcements, or a brief announcement, because I know uh, how much you're excited for the upcoming football season. And specifically fantasy football. The the show Fantasy Football League is back. I'm going to continue doing it until you participate in the league. Maybe one of these years. Never. I will but it, never participate <laughs> in your stupid tight pants wearing fantasy football. The, league. Yeah. The fantasy variant, no less, not just the, the real version. Um, the, the, the show's fantasy football league is back just like years past. I've put a sign up form in the description. I will pick 10 lucky winners at random to play in a league with our commissioner, Michael Schlecht, thanks for his services. And I will in the, be in the league, of course, as well. If you are not selected, everyone can play in the Survivor Pick'em Pool as well. Both leagues are free to play, and there will be prizes for our winners. I'll start emailing those selected to play in the league on August 1st. If you want to sign up, again, find the link in the description. And there will be a five-minute announcement related to fantasy football heretofore every week. Only for the next three weeks till August ah. 1st. Then you don't have to hear about it anymore. Good. Uh 
meetups continue as well. We got four guys out in 100-plus-degree weather at a range in in or near Casa Grande, Arizona, Whoa. exercising their rights. So I hope you guys had fun out there and Good hopefully didn't team. die of a heat stroke or anything. And again, fantastic beards. I know. Do you think so, that because I always compliment the beards that they're growing out their beards <laughs> to preempt the meetup or that they're just people with fantastic year-round beards? I think they were probably pre-bearded. I'm not sure oh. that we're inspiring the beards, but some of them will have to email me to confirm. <laughs> Okay. Well, getting to the uh, to the actual news, of course, last week we talked about um, the Epstein case, the Jeffrey Epstein case, and we I talked like we about we didn't do it service, you know. Well, it was uh, it was kind of breaking at the time too. Did, was there anything left out that you wanted to talk about? I guess not. I mean, we did also talk about this uh, way back when the Miami Herald article came back. Um, or came out a few eight months ago or something like that. So mm-hmm. I suppose we, we've done it justice, but I don't know. I am waiting for this big ball to drop and for everybody to be outed and all these associates to be outed. But I think they're so well protected that this is going to end up being anticlimactic. I mean, they don't care about throwing the Clintons under the bus at this point. Hmm. Well, uh, we, of course, discussed his arrest, all of this involving the uh, sex trafficking of minors. And we, we commented on the political connections that you're referencing. And we'll see. We'll see who becomes the political casualties in this case. One of the connections to Donald Trump was, if you even call this a connection, but Donald Trump's labor secretary, uh, Alexander Acosta, was the prosecutor who gave that uh, kind of slap on the wrist deal to Epstein as the federal prosecutor back in what was it 2008 something like a decade mm-hmm. ago yeah. and so this is of course controversial there were kind of uh, circumstances to suspect maybe some sort of corrupt uh corruption in play something like that well alex acosta has stepped down he's resigning according to both him and trump trump had spoken in support of alex acosta they both say it's acosta's uh decision on his own that he's voluntarily leaving. Nobody's forcing him out. Mm-hmm. He's going to be replaced by deputy labor secretary, Patrick Pazella. So just in case you are excited about the, uh, the change at the labor department, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. He who really becomes... is voluntarily stepping down. I'm sure he got um, strong armed by Trump. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't get the sense that Trump was really trying to force him out. It seemed like he definitely, if he didn't step down, it would have been, uh, it would have been, um, you know, open season for the media on Alex Acosta. And it kind of already was, you know, you I'm can not spell even... with Patrick Pizzella's last name. A pizza, pizza or something. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, cause it's Pizzagate. <laughs> Thank you for connecting the dots. I know. Anyway, we'll have to see what else comes of the Epstein case as it develops. Meanwhile, very sad to report that the first Democrat to quit the 2020 race is regrettably Eric Swalwell, my personal favorite clown of the entire car. Swalwell's calls for nuking Americans over resisting his gun confiscation plans never really caught on, nor did his painfully awkward campaign catchphrases. He kept repeating even when nobody reacted or laughed or applauded them. We're not going to watch that, are we? (sighs) Briefly, I have to give him his due uh, homage. Anyway, he basically in no poll did he ever consistently cross the 1% threshold, but he really tried. I will remember Eric Swalwell. You know, an American author, Louis L'Amour, wrote in The Lonely Mountain, there will be a time when you believe everything is over. That will be the beginning. I 
Today ends our presidential campaign. I will be bold without the bold. I'll miss him. Yeah. We would have juiced some good cringe out of him. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll be back in some capacity. I mentioned it on Wednesday stream, but please to any manufacturer out there, please make an Eric Swalwell campaign Memorial AR lower. I will buy one immediately. I would love to build a rifle in memory of his failed campaign. Yeah. And with Eric Swalwell out of the way, Kirsten Gillibrand has a clear path to the bottom of the party's uh, nomination race. She, of course, has been competing with Eric Swalwell for that uh, last place spot. And even if Eric Swalwell hadn't dropped out, I think this might have earned it. Yeah. (laughs) I know you saw this beforehand. Good Lord. Kirsten Gillibrand is speaking at the Netroots Nation conference in Philadelphia. Gillibrand was responding to criticism about how she previously shot down a poor white woman in Youngstown, Ohio, who this woman said she doesn't believe in white privilege. So Gillibrand starts to cry describing how very real white privilege is. Here she is. You have people who have been deeply left behind by an economy where jobs have been streaming out, plants have closed, people have lost their livelihood, they've lost their hope, they've lost their dignity. And so when this woman came forward to say, I don't feel privileged at all, I don't understand what so-called white privilege is, I had to recognize her pain, her suffering. But this conversation about white privilege is so important because what she doesn't see is that As her son grows older, there's going to be moments in his life that his whiteness protects him. His whiteness changes how he's treated. When he walks down a street in a hoodie with a bag of M&Ms in his pocket, he won't be shot. When her son's car breaks down and (laughs) he needs help and walks into someone's home and knocks on the door, he's not going to be shot. When her son applies for a job, He's not going to be discriminated against because of the color of his skin. When his, when his her name son is Jamal. smokes pot like lots of teenagers in America, the fact that he's white means he probably won't get arrested. Now, as a white woman who has certainly experienced enormous amounts of white privilege, I travel with a staff member who's black, and I see how she's being oh, treated differently what a hero. when we walk what a into hero. a hotel. I've seen it, and it infuriates me. So virtuously enraged. Uh, Thank you for for clarifying. Trayvon Martin was carrying Skittles, not M&Ms. And he was killed not over the Skittles, but um, in justified self-defense as decided by a jury. Yeah, for real. Just point of clarification. Um, If you caught the rest of the clip, there is more. Gillibrand continued in this ultra patronizing fashion, saying it is her responsibility to lift up black people's voices. And if she doesn't, she isn't doing her job as a U.S. senator or a presidential candidate. In other words, black people need white savior Kirsten Gillibrand to be their hero, which makes one wonder, why do literally no black people support her? Yeah. But not, not white people either, but nobody does. If she's this Ooh. hero voice. If you were black, wouldn't you find this just so patronizing? Yeah, it's insulting. awful. Yeah. You can't Are we going to address that she me. looks like hell? Like, she looks terrible. Like She's wh- looking a, a little rough. The feminism is setting in, I think. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, and, and for this type of person, same with that Sally Boynton Brown, that, that Idaho 
uh, Democratic Party chair who said a few years ago, it's my job to tell other white people to shut the hell up. Basically, that's right. Yeah. The question that they don't answer is, okay, there's several black candidates running. Why, Why don't you just step aside and say they're voicing the black concern, which is of such you know so much more importance than the the quote unquote white concern why are you in this race yeah kamala harris doesn't need you to speak for her her campaign would tank if she did cory booker relative to her is actually successful even though cory booker's campaign is not in good shape (laughs) i'm the white savior that everyone needs also nobody's supporting this campaign okay how long do you think she's got uh i would definitely put her as the mm, i mean some of the other odd candidates might fall out before she does. Some of the people you don't even know the names of, like the Jay Inslees and the Seth Moltons. But I... Seth, here's, eh? here's the interesting uh, bet on Gillibrand. Does she make it to an actual vote in Iowa? No, not a chance. She's too unlikable. And the pandering is just too strong for any demographic. I'm going to say yes, actually. I'm going to really? say that she that she sticks it out through Iowa. Mm. Stick said that she was a strong candidate, which surprised me. Well, on paper, maybe on paper, because she is objectively qualified, I think. And she fits some of the intersectional boxes, but she just she's probably the single cringe master of this entire campaign, maybe even over Eric Swalwell. The stuff with. Oh, God, they're all just insufferable. But uh, but yes, this racial pandering is going to get her nowhere. So we'll see how far she goes speaking of racial pandering recall previously we saw the debut of the black transgender disabled runway model the first of his or her kind i believe in in new york city well now he i guess has showed up in an ad for makeup company sephora along with children in drag and other uh, intersectional features i loved sephora why <laughs> Whether you're a Zer or a Z, this is part of Sephora's We Belong to Something Beautiful campaign. I mean, I don't want the government to get involved. I'm just saying CPS should take that <laughs> little girl from her shitty parents and give her to a Christian family. That was a boy or a girl? I, I don't know. I think some of them, some of the children are in fact dra- in drag, like as in their boys dressed as so girls, but it's hard. Boy. I think so. I think so. And then this blonde dude is a dude. Oh, the one who's in the, like the, the frame here. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm honestly fairly can't certain tell. that that is a male model, like a trans model named Andre something or another. Oh, okay. But it looks um, like an adult at least. But the, but this R2 didn't do knockoff <laughs> is, doesn't this just seem like it's just mocking him and his it does, very yeah. sad situation. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nobody like the footage thinks we saw. This beautiful. This looks like an actual freak show. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. What what do, what do they want me to say to this? Now this uh, is another company buy... I can't I can't I can't use. I... I I the list is getting longer and it's getting tougher. So you got to I've struggled to draw the lines of what I'm willing to buy and what I'm not. Make your own decisions, you know. Yeah, not. I'm I'm <laughs> not willing to do this. 
You're not willing to buy beauty products from a company that that insists that the products look exactly the same on a 10-year-old male child as they do on you? This is and that it's all clown world. Yeah. Like because we look at children that are clearly being pimped out sexually to like older gay men were crazy bigots. Has that exactly. is that what's happened in That's society? Correct. Whatever. I want off this ride. Well, you know who else is going to be bigoted? Uh, James Bond fans who aren't happy Ugh. because we've discussed, of course, this trend throughout the last few years, really. But we discussed a little bit of Little Mermaid and some Men in Black and other movies in the, with the issue of just inserting intersectional substitutes into existing characters for woke points. And it appears that is exactly the direction the James Bond film franchise is going to go or close. It's not an exact character substitute, but it's very close. A report out today indicates that 007 will now be played by Lashana Lynch. So 007 will go from historically a white male to a black female. It's not- what is the point? The, the whole point of 007 is that it's a man that gets into all these hot chicks pants. Not anymore though, because now Lynch's character will take over and James Bond's 007 secret agent number, or she'll take over the number, the 007 number when he retires from MI6 and James Bond himself will still be played by Daniel Craig. But according to the report, there will be an attempted romance between the two. And a source speaking with the Daily Mail says Bond, of course, is sexually attracted to the new female 007 as he tries his usual seduction tricks, but they don't work on a brilliant young black woman who basically rolls her eyes at him and has no interest in jumping into his bed. No word yet. Yeah. Daniel Craig wouldn't bang that chick. I'm just going to go out and say it like that. That well, is an impossible couple that would never happen. That's what's going to happen in the movie is Daniel Craig's going to try really hard. And this strong black woman is going to say, no, thank you. And it's going to be stunning and brave. No word yet. Uh, when this flop at the box off uh, box office will be released and we can, well, none of us can watch it. And then the, of course the flop will be blamed on Gamergate racists. That's the, that's who will be to blame. Did for. they learn nothing from Ghostbusters and the multitude of other movies that yeah. followed and failed because of their wokeness? They just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. So we'll see when this actually happens. At least they stopped. At least they showed some restraint because they didn't go tranny lesbian. They, they're trying to ease us into these sorts of things. Never going <laughs> to happen. Uh, last piece of uh, brief news. One of my favorite um, interview segments that we've ever done was with Ian Petty, which was about a year and change ago. Ian, um, he listens to the show. And so if you're listening, Ian, thanks for tuning in and keeping us in touch with the Parkland news. But Ian is the older brother of Elena Petty, who was one of the victims of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting in Parkland, Florida last, uh, well, in February 2018. Ian's dad is Ryan Petty. And Ryan Petty has taken the opportunity to complete 144 hours of tactical and classroom training to qualify to carry a firearm in Polk County schools in Florida. So here's a brief news story about Ryan Petty uh, down in Parkland. He says this is the best way to honor his daughter. And even though he won't be dispatched into schools, he says this gives him a new platform to fight for school safety. I've got memories. I've got, I've got a wristband. The father of slain Parkland student Elena Petty, having completed 144 hours of tactical and classroom training, is now qualified to carry a gun in Polk County schools. Since he's not a teacher, his swearing-in was ceremonial, but he is confident that he could stop a shooter like the one who killed his own daughter. Unequivocally, I would say yes, um, because the training puts you 
puts you in the scenarios that we're likely to experience. He and the Polk County Sheriff, who were both on the Parkland Commission, have argued for months that districts should allow teachers who volunteer to carry guns, theoretically cutting responses to mere seconds. Most districts in Tampa Bay haven't done so, but Petty graduated with four Polk Charter School staffers who will join the 100-plus already enlisted in the county schools. Teachers are running into the face of death with erasers and chalk. We want to say, put your erasers and chalk down, and here's a gun. So uh, Ryan Petty is not a teacher. This was just ceremonial. Uh, but he's now an honorary guardian in Polk County Schools in Florida. That's uh, great. And so through this guardian program, Polk County Schools allow these these guardians, once they're certified, to carry a firearm on campuses. The, the process is they have to complete a rigorous training program, including both written and tactical uh, testing. So I just want to say congrats to Ryan. And I know that must have been an incredibly emotionally difficult task to complete. And of course, to the, to the Petty family. And the other thing I want to say is it's just, it's really important to remember that the voices you see uh, in the media frequently representing Parkland, they're not the totality. David Hogg is not all that's going on there. You have families like the Petties who are much more directly affected than David Hogg personally was. Mm -hmm. And you'll never see, you'll never see Ryan Petty plastered all over Right. CNN, for example. Right. So, uh, so I'm, you know, and I'm glad they're thinking about practical solutions. They're not thinking about mini baseball bats <laughs> or, or throwing rocks or whatever else. I'm glad to see people that, that take these things seriously and say, listen, when it comes to protecting our, our most precious asset, our children, we want to have good cops. Of course we do. And the cops deserve a lot of the blame in this case, but ultimately it, it's, it's on us to be immediately prepared for whatever the situation is may bring. So yep. I'm glad that they're thinking of these, uh, these sorts of practical solutions down there. Uh, okay. You've got the story on Tommy Robinson because of course he's, he's in prison now, right? He sits in a jail cell as we speak. Is that right. correct? Um, okay. so he's been jailed for nine months, which is not what he'll serve. I'll discuss that for contempt of court. The ex EDL leader found guilty last week of interfering with the trial of a sex grooming gang, which we covered this extensively um, in May 2018. He was originally jailed for 13 months, um, but was released two months into his sentence after winning an appeal. So the case was then referred back to Attorney General Jeffrey Cox, who announced in March uh, 2019 that public interest was going to bring fresh proceedings on this. So the nine-month jail sentence served on Thursday includes six months for the Leeds Crown Court offense from last year and another three months for contempt of court following, we talked about this last year too, uh, the suspended sentence given in May 2017. And what was that for? Um, I can't quite remember. He had a suspended sentence, I think, for something uh, similar. Okay. Um, So... Okay, so at the Old Bailey on Thursday, Dame Victoria told Robinson that the time he previously spent behind bars earlier this year, or last year, for contempt will be taken into account, reducing his sentence to 19 weeks, and he would serve half before being released. So there was a massive protest, people throwing things. I mean, I I cannot imagine how infuriated everybody must be. You remember the initial reaction to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's complicated for people to understand. It's like he, he... he had, he was on probation basically. And his violation was right. going outside of, we discussed it at length at the time. You're right. It's going outside of 
basically Muslim Asian grooming gangs. I want to be accurate. They were all Chinese. They were wearing Asian Chinese. Yes. Buck teethed grooming (laughs) gangs in in Britain. And Tommy Robinson is out live streaming outside of Mm -hmm. this event. I think he went so far as to actually ask questions to these accused uh, Muslim pedophiles. Right. Right. They said it would interfere with the trial. Um, That's yeah, I think which this is, is all insane. politically motivated and horseshit. But as Americans, um, we will name the accused. We will name and shame the accused. And apparently they don't do that in the UK. Apparently. Yeah, their system is backwards, basically. Like mm-hmm. in the, here in the US, of course, we try to shield a jury from media coverage because we don't want to taint the jury. But right, but here, there they, they shield the media coverage. Right. They, there they just say, you can't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> You can't discuss it because the jury might see this. Well, why don't you quarantine the jury instead of make all of society shut up? Right. That right. doesn't make any sense. So Tommy's lawyers raised the possibility of an appeal against the court's decision. They have 28 days to apply. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. The attorney general said the sentencing illustrated how seriously the courts would take matters of contempt. Quote, I would urge everyone to think carefully about whether their social media posts could amount to contempt of court, which is just not even a veiled threat. Okay, so we're all supposed to take a lesson from this or not not us as Americans. But if you're under, you know, UK jurisdictions, uh, how absurd, how absolutely absurd and banned from YouTube, which we knew is going to happen uh, when his videos were put in limited state. And fresh proceedings came around. Um, so he's been re- removed from YouTube for breaching their hate speech policy. A video titled okay. Tommy Robinson message from prison reportedly violated the site's rules. I can't imagine how. The clip shows Robinson, I have not seen it, speaking to the camera before he was sentenced for contempt of court at the Old Bailey in London. In the video, he says, so I'm in prison for the crime of journalism for exposing Muslim pedophile rapists. British journalists don't seem bothered about this at all. They're puppets of the corporate globalist media. He continues, if this happened to vulnerable young Muslim girls, towns and cities all over Europe would become a war zone. Of course, he is correct about all of those things. Um, And none of this is surprising, but I'm very saddened. And I hope that he's able to protect himself in prison. Well, you remember when he got out of prison last time, he just, he had dropped like 30 pounds. He looked like hell. Yeah. Um, And he'd gotten his ass kicked. His teeth were replaced. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that that he actually had dental work, dental uh, replacement. Yeah, I think wow. he had his nose broken as well. Um, and then I believe, I believe this is his last jail stint that he had to be put in solitary confinement for his own protection. I, re- I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, this this quote from the video and the Yahoo coverage here in the video, he says, "I can't tell if this is just supposed to be descriptive or damning." So I'm in prison for the crime of journalism. As so is the, is the bad part for exposing Muslim pedophile rapists? Is that the hate speech? What's the hate speech here? I guess saying that if this if this happened to Muslim girls, not white girls, that everybody would be up in arms about it. But I don't really think it actually violated their policies. I can't see how. I mean, I guess if you wanted to be hyper accurate, maybe you'd say for exposing accused Muslim pedophile rapists. Well, they were but convicted. That's not they've been, they've been six, since convicted. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So actually you're right. This is after the fact. So it's not even inaccurate. Right. Or not, not even, um, partially inaccurate. But it violated or, or their hate speech policies, which are totally How? nebulous. Yeah. It doesn't make any it has sense. It has nothing to do with his contempt. You can't, you can't describe what happened. This is just a description of what happened. Right. Okay. I, that being I said, I have not seen the video, so I have not either. But I would presume that if they're going to write a, a video about, or write an article about why the video got him perma banned 
from YouTube, they'd include the part that is the unacceptable hate speech. But, it, you know, you're, you're right. It's like clearly this was a step by step process just to erase Tommy Robinson off of YouTube entirely. I haven't checked back on Sargon's channel. I wonder if the hour long interview with him before prison is still even up. He says Gavin as well. Yeah. I, so he says stuff that's almost identical to this. Why would it be allowed in one particular video format, but not another, unless you're just trying to say this person can't appear on this platform ever, which is probably the weird direction that we're going where it's just certain people can never appear on camera by voice, anything like that, which is just a weird standard. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Um, but I think YouTube really dropped the ball on this. So they shouldn't have aligned their banning with this sentence because people are already in, so incensed and on it. Everybody's talking about this. So it's like, yeah. why would you do that right now? Hmm. It's They're going to make a martyr of him and it's going to be politically disastrous. Do we know the numbers on the protest? It looks like a, a good amount. Outside I don't know, but it looks like a, BBC a ton article. of people, like hundreds of people. Hmm. We'll see. I saw some Sky News coverage of this on YouTube, and it was not well received in terms of the like to dislike ratio. So, but I have no way to judge. I mean, I know that um, that conservative or right wing people or whatever are fired up about this, and I think they're right to be. I think this this uh, invokes principles that are well beyond a partisan divide. But I just wonder, like, I wonder what your average apolitical Brit thinks about this sort of thing. Like, do they buy the the narrative that oh, he's a racist, so it's fine? Probably. Is that say. kind of the common public opinion? I'd be curious to know. I don't know. I mean, I don't live in the UK, so I can't gauge public opinion, but it sounds like it, that country is filled with tons and tons of giant pussies. So, hmm. well, as our this... British audience is going to get really mad now, but it's a cucked <laughs> country. It's totally cucked. Email blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Yeah, really. uh, don't email me and say, you didn't push back hard enough. Come on, but Sadiq well, Khan, it's like they're, they're, the, Brexit, they're allowing their country to be taken over by foreign invaders. It's like, you want to tell me that country is filled with strong, you know, men with, with spines. Anybody want to tell me that? I mean, I, unfortunately I think Tommy's prediction here is, is probably, a, there's probably a lot of truth in it. That his, his forecast that as this stuff continues, you're increasing the likelihood of conflict, not decreasing it. You think of you course, can ban yeah. your way to peace, ban your way to, to prosperity. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Fry right. just said Brits are going to be pissed. Blonde's going to get a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Oi. Uh, I'm English, so I can say that. Oh, okay. Um, no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I'll go as far as to say I think the, the interesting, uh, there is an interesting debate. I'll put it this way. I've heard from Brits or people in the UK who are split kind of on similar issues that we talked to that is to say maybe by the letter of the law tommy is actually guilty because the way the laws are written in the uk it's bs now of course there are questions about one whether those laws are universally and fairly enforced and two whether they're just laws i think clearly a law against reporting outside a courthouse is an unjust law in violation of the principle of freedom of speech that our first amendment protects would never stand in this right, country right. so we don't but, understand it but i mean he he probably did break the law but i'm not sure I am certain that had anybody else done it, it would not have been treated in this way. Yes, I do think there are, I, I for as now, from an outsider, I'm still comfortable speculating that there are serious political motives yeah, uh, in play here. But I think the debate too is like, well, what do you do? If there's an unjust law, do you endorse the breaking of the unjust law or do you endorse reforming it through the prescribed process? 
that's yeah. that's that's a when fair I made a debate, video about this uh last year I did have a lot of comments like well he did break the law I'm like I'm not really sure that that's that that's relevant uh if the law is unjust which it clearly is or if the law is being non-uniformly enforced but it, right. I do think we have to iron out a consistent philosophy on that because if you want to be if you want to go after people on their sanctuary cities and all this other crap you do have to say when is it appropriate you do have to identify when is it appropriate to not to follow an unjust law and when is it appropriate to follow every law for yeah. example regardless of whether it's just or not there are there are serious questions there so I want to be as fair with this debate as possible anyway um Oh God, I shouldn't, I, I should just keep talking about this because I don't want to talk about the next topic because it's what freaking... this group of endearing lesbians <laughs> and their wonderful pastime of a sport. Yes. That's what the, uh, the media line is that we're supposed to go with, I suppose. So last Sunday, the U S women again, won the world cup. Is that their second in a row? It's like four total second in a row, something like that. I can't Obviously, even I get don't on pay board attention for real sports. Do you. do you think I care about this? Let alone women's soccer. Yeah. They, they, uh, had a two nothing victory over the Netherlands. Um, I like all of you did not watch a single minute of it. And I will, will never watch uh, any of this, at least with this current iteration of players, because this is the most insufferable bunch of whiny women I've encountered in some time. Of course I had discussed a few months ago, these players had already, um, they, they filed this, lawsuit this federal lawsuit against the, the against fifa the governing body of of the soccer however the, of the soccer whatever it is i don't know how <laughs> soccer works fifa governs soccer they're suing them yeah the football whatever it's called <laughs> anyway they had this federal lawsuit and at the end of june the parties have actually agreed to mediate out of court but the women allege that they are discriminated against by fifa the governing body because they don't get the same pay that the male players do. And this was the focal point of several of the scenes of total obnoxiousness uh, at their parade. I think this was on Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday in New York City, their celebratory ticker tape parade. Several of the players are making these points on their Facebook or their Instagram stories or Snapchat or whatever, being totally obnoxious. And Bill de Blasio leads a chant for equal pay as well. Here are some of the scenes from New York City uh, this week, women's soccer team. In the fucking trees, bitch. This is fucking lawsuit. What is it? Get that shit out of here. What is it? It's a fucking lawsuit, Pookie. Pay us, bitch. What do you deserve? I deserve this. You deserve all of it. Everything. You deserve this. She belongs. And there was a deafening roar. Here's Bill de Blasio. Celebrating that victory. A deafening roar for our champions. I want to hear one more deafening roar because of what they stand for. Let me hear you say it. USA, equal pay. USA, equal pay. USA, equal pay. An inalienable right that the equality of women must be guaranteed in this nation, and let's honor them by doing it. Let's honor them by ensuring it. Okay. Remember a few weeks ago when I was like, maybe I need to be more compassionate. Yeah, it's to out the women. window. 
No, totally. What a bunch <laughs> of twats. God. Okay. Um, the, the, the main irony here in this display, these women are going to sink the main demographic they need to get that quote unquote equal pay. But I really mean just to increase their earnings, the main demo they need to court. I'm just kind of gauging this by what would make me watch women's soccer, which is almost nothing, but, <laughs> but copious amounts of alcohol. Only. Yes. They get an endorsement. Maybe that's, maybe they had a Bacardi endorsement there and that's why they were or acting like, the way they were. Replace all these butch lesbians with hot chicks. That maybe. would, okay. Maybe there are a few angles, but more plausibly, if I were to have a young daughter who was into soccer, then maybe I'd watch it on TV. Maybe I'd take her to a game. Maybe I'd buy her a jersey. When you act like an obnoxious jackass, yeah. you really alienate that demographic because I can't show these women to my daughter as role models. I can't show her that display and say, yeah, grow up to be one of these women. I'd be I like, know. We'll never watch this. You'll never see that. This will never see the, so the light day. behave. In They're my like, house. give us equal pay or we'll pile into a van and we'll drive it off the Oregon coast. We'll do it. <laughs> California coast. <laughs> oh, was it California? <laughs> yeah, it was Northern California. Ah, but damn. yes. No, it's almost joke a taken, joke. Joke taken. That was still high tier. Okay. That was still high tier. I like that one. So there's that point. And then to build a Blasio, equal pay is an unalienable right. How does that even make sense? If anything, you have an unalienable right to contract your labor. Yeah which these women did with a collectively bargained contract that they signed about two years ago. How do you twist in unalien? Is it unalienable or inalienable? inalienable. I don't want to say alien, but he said, and inalienable. Okay. I've heard it both ways. We'll go with inalienable for now, but whatever. How does, how does that type of right mean the government will meddle in private contracting? And this is the same guy who said, you know, says ban guns, ban private insurance, ban this, ban that. Let me control everything because me controlling everything is an inalienable right. That's a weird case to make that he's making right there. Uh, Snoop Dogg, fresh off being mad about Louis Farrakhan being banned oh, yeah. and saying, please ban me because I support my brother Farrakhan or whatever he said. He chimes in as well and demands equal pay for these women. Shout out to the uh, USA women's soccer team. For their fourth World Cup, so what I want to talk about is uh, they That's only get ninety thousand dollars per player, but the men, if they want it, they get five hundred thousand so per player. The sorry ass fucking men from the U.S. soccer team ain't ever won shit, ain't gonna ever win shit, can't even get out the fucking first round. Man, pay them ladies, man. Pay them girls what they worth. The women should be getting five hundred thousand per athlete. Snoop Dogg says so. Pay them five hundred thousand per player. Snoop Dogg says so. USA soccer. Let's go, girls. Okay, well, if Snoop Dogg says so, why not make it five bajillion dollars? Yeah. Just five pay them in bajillion. pounds of weed. Snoop Dogg could probably donate plenty. Yeah. But that's that's the point. Is like, well, what do you, what do you think decides their pay, dude? Is it just random numbers, just throwing darts at a dartboard? Or no, it's of course it's demand for <laughs> for the sport. Um. And, you know, nobody really likes to watch soccer. I guess internationally people really love it or whatever. There's a great Simpsons episode where they're talking about how it's so boring, how soccer's so boring. Do you remember mm. that? Uh, I can't remember that one specifically. Um, but there is a reason that people are less, generally less interested in women's sports, and it's because they just don't have um, the athletic ability that men do. Generally. We'll get to that uh, later after some of these media clips, because, yes, there is evidence if you don't, if you don't believe that claim. 
Uh, and I'll get back to Snoop as well, because this this claim of we'll just pay him all five hundred thousand dollars. That money doesn't exist. Right. Where would that come from? The numbers don't add up. We'll get to them in closing here on this topic. But of course, the star of all of this is pink hair Megan Rapino. She's become the primary face of this move- movement because she is the one who scored the uh, the penalty kick or whatever. She's she's one of the star players on the team, but also she is ultra woke. And she calls out Donald Trump and says she won't go to the White House, even though they were never invited. Uh, and it's unclear if they're going to be invited. And she refused to put her hand over her heart during the national anthem. She sort of she sort of quasi Kaepernicked, which a lot of people took as a disrespect so brave. to this country. Yeah. So. Uh, she's become the star, and she was absolutely coddled by NBC personalities Rachel Maddow and Chuck Todd. Now, Rachel Maddow is more of an opinion journalist on MSNBC. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press is supposed to be, you know, objective, down-the-line, kind of challenge political personalities show. Yeah. I mean, you be the judge, but good Lord. Uh, we'll watch the Maddow clip first. This is just, This is just laughable. Here's Rachel Maddow and Megan Rapinoe. You seem more calm, more capable, more eloquent than ever, and it seems like that gets better over time. You're really good at talking when you and need to let talk me go down and on saying you. things that need to be said. And I wonder how deliberately you've approached that or if it's just a process of maturing. I try to be as educated as I can. I think that helps when you get in front of the camera and you're in a moment and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to say? Um, so I try to keep up with things, watch the Rachel Maddow show, of course, <laughs> keep myself woke. And I think, honestly, a lot of it comes um, just from my gut and from my heart. The conversation is not woke about equal pay anymore. Yeah. It's everybody. It's like, if you're not down with equal pay at this point or equality or whatever it is, like, you're so far out of reality in the conversation um, that we can't even go there. In the moments immediately following the final That's whistle, not an argument. That USA, USA chant, but equal pay, equal pay along that same cadence. Yeah. I think fans want to know what they can do to support that fight. Fans can yeah, come can to games. Obviously, the national team games will be a, a hot ticket, um, nah, but we have nine teams in the NWSL. You can go to your league games. Um, you can support that way. You can um, you know, buy players' jerseys. You can lend your support in that way. You can tell your friends about it. You can become season ticket holders. That's the, the easiest way for, for fans to get involved. Public mm. policy polling literally did a poll today. <laughs> oh, no. Which was you versus Trump in a presidential <laughs> contest, and you beat him by a point. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I don't think you're going to announce that you're running for president yeah, no, here, but... Um, what, what, is, what is ahead for you? My girlfriend actually just said, she's like, you need to be careful. They're going to ask you to run for president. <laughs> you need to slow your roll. I'm not asking you uh, to yeah. run. Just no, suggesting no, no. that others are polling on the it. The same. People are yeah. saying it. No, no, no. I'm not asking you to run. Oh, my God. Of course not. This first point she makes, if you're not down with equal pay, you're so far out of the loop or whatever. I'm down with people getting paid according to the value they generate, which is exactly what happens for you. In fact, they have a sweeter deal than the men's uh, team. We'll get to that in a moment. But the fact of the matter is women's soccer just doesn't generate the same revenue that the men's does. So why would it be sensible in any way to pay them equally? Any more than it would be sensible to, uh, I don't know, to pay... If you want to compare the same field, let's say the the lawyer and the paralegal, yeah. similar field, different different uh, different levels of of skill, and so they don't make the same money. It's, even though they do the same job sometimes. Anyway, uh, this part where she says, "What can fans do? You can buy our shit." Basically, is what she says. Yeah, exactly. So what you're admitting there is you can buy stuff or sell stuff to generate more money and in turn more pay. Reverse the logic. Megan and Rachel, if you aren't making as much money, 
Maybe it's because people aren't buying your product. And if they bought more of your product, you'd make more money. That's just sexism. No, it's discrimination causing all of this. You're right. It's, okay. Meanwhile, nobody, literally nobody's asking her to run for president. I don't care what the poll says. Nobody's asking this question, but, but for these NBC personalities, because Chuck Todd asks her the exact same thing. Will you run for office? Says Chuck no. Todd. What are you going to do next? You want to keep playing? Are you going to get us one more World Cup? And would you at all entertain professionalizing your social activism? Perhaps running for office or something else? I'm, I'm not sure I'm qualified for, for, for office. There's no qualifications for office. These yeah, days. yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Up to 44, I guess there was. You know what? I'm going to fight for equal pay every day for myself, for my team. Um, and for every single person out there, man, woman, immigrant, U.S. citizen, person of color, whatever it may be, equal pay, um, as the great Serena Williams said, until I'm in my grave. Uh, oh, my God. We're still talking about equal pay. Yes. We're I just have to feel go. like we, as a society, we've made no progress. It is this of any topic. This is the single greatest head against a wall frustrating topic for to real deal with. for real yeah. it's so easy to disprove and and at the heart of it at the heart of all these equal pay arguments is just the fragile female ego that can't admit that it's their own choices and that uh, some of these skills are just not as valuable to the to the marketplace yes. that's really what this is about yeah. she wants people to be as invested in women's soccer as they are in men's soccer and nobody's going to do that and these media allies are going to do everything they can to try to push that on you no, there's it's not no change anything the, it's frustrating i don't like to get too critical of interviews and be like you didn't do it exactly the way i would have because you know i don't like when people do that to me or anyone else it's like well if you don't like the interview do a better one yourself you know but the point stands that there's such obvious, simple pushback to this one that's not even partisan in nature. It's just matter of fact. And just so neither Rachel Maddow nor Chuck Todd will ask the numbers questions that are clearly not in their favor. And the reason they won't emerge victorious either in their lawsuit or the mediation that they've agreed to, to the points that were raised in this Chuck Todd interview. I love the subtle dig of like, oh, presidents before Trump needed qualifications. Yeah, you mean like Obama who was in the Senate for five seconds or George W. Bush, right. who you surely said was a respectable, qualified statesman right, at exactly. the time? Yeah. I'm sure. Mm. It, everything changed with 45. Prior to that, everything was different. Did you notice she said she's gonna fight for equal pay for everyone, like she said, but she, did you notice she included men? I'm gonna fight for every man? male victim of of pay discrimination if men are being underpaid where and i think she was be... talking about sexual orientation oh how so what do you mean what else did she say did she I could go back and listen but she said i'm going to fight for equal pay for everyone immigrants men women people did she of say color. anything about lgbtq i don't think so oh never mind then i don't know what she meant that must have been or it. maybe it's gay guys maybe it's strictly gay guys yeah or, or transgender men or whatever. But I wonder what she'd say. Like if I could demonstrate men are men are underpaid in certain fields uh, relative to women, would she say, well, you know, there are other variables to explain those gaps yeah. beyond discrimination. If so, why is supposedly simple discrimination the explanation in your case? Anyway, I know this is going to be painful for you, but I, <laughs> I have to keep rehashing it. Apparently, because we're going to have to explain, for whatever reason, this, this perspective, this myth 
persists. So we'll have to explain what the figures look like in this case. I'll be as brief as possible, but so people understand why this equal pay argument is bunk. Uh, if you look at the numbers as reported by Forbes this week, um, here's what they are. The 29, 2019 Women's World Cup Tournament generated $131 million in revenue. The 2018 Men's World Cup last year generated $6 billion, with a B. That means the women are generating between 2 and 3%. And the they're making 90,000 the live chat. Tell me what's 90, 90,000 of 500,000. What's here's, the, here's what's some the of the there? math. That's like here's, 18%, right? Here's some of the math. So of that money that's generated, the revenue that's generated, there's a prize pool. Okay. The men's prize pool is $400 million. The women's prize pool is $30 million, meaning it is 18%. Yeah. Men get depending on how you cut this. But if you're talking about the prize pool money, men get paid out about 7% of the total money that's generated, the women get paid out about 23% of the total money. The women have a way sweeter deal. Yeah. And get this, the winning team takes home $4 million for the world's, uh, for the women, women's world cup. This is regarding Snoop Dogg's numbers earlier. Pay them equal to the men. Okay. Winning team takes home $4 million. There are 23 players on the women's national team. If Snoop wants to pay them $500,000 each, that's 11 and a half million dollars more than that a little bit more than no exactly that 11 and a half million dollars per so tri almost triple the winning prize package the money just doesn't exist you'd have to invent it you have to just print it out of nowhere now did you say that 131 million is two to three percent of six billion yes okay so that means that they're making six times what they should uh, something like that. Their deal is way sweeter. I believe I'm right. F live chat, feel free to check my math if I'm if I'm not. But um, but yes, regardless of the specifics, so the men are generating way too much money. The men are generating way more money and getting less of that back in pay than are the women. That is absolutely true. So they really should be making fifteen thousand dollars per player. Something like that. It's probably way inflated. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Anyway, why is this the case? As you mentioned, women's soccer is just not comparable in quality. It's not as good of soccer, so less people are interested in watching. And if you don't believe that, consider this. Two years ago, this women's national team played FC Dallas, Football Club Dallas, the under-15 boys academy team. <laughs> under-15 boys. They lost 5-2. to two. Now, this was a scrimmage. Maybe they weren't trying or whatever. Okay, they lost... Even if even if it's not it's an exhibition game, it doesn't really count. I don't think they were excited about the embarrassment of losing to under fifteen year old boys. So I'm pretty sure they probably tried. Point is, women's. <laughs> I'm not even trying to like shit on women's soccer per se. I know you would love the opportunity, and you know, soccer the, sucks. It's so boring <laughs> to watch. It's like, come on, and the women's that, soccer. The, ugh. I mean, women's soccer is fine for what it is. There is a market for it. Clearly, it is financially viable. But if the expectation is that it's going to be exactly the same as men's, that's just unrealistic and it's anti-biological reality. So you just need to accept what you earn and quit your bitching. And if there is no difference, why is there a gender split league? Just make it all one league. You guys can join the men's team if you can compete. Good luck. And, and that's reason, a great idea. Go for that. If they want to solve it that way, then just, yeah, there's no gender distinction. If you can compete, you can compete. And I, I want to be, 
I want to be clear because even though it is kind of fun to shit on soccer, I think that's kind of an easy out. I, I want to be clear about the argument here because it's not just my hatred for women's soccer or soccer generally. I just imagine a hypothetical scenario where I took to the airwaves, these airwaves, this streams airwaves, and I complained that I or you and I are not paid the same as, say, Steven Crowder or Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro or any of the big names in this kind of podcasting game. Or our audience would be so pissed and rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'd say you'd probably say yeah matt you do the same kind of work but for whatever reason whether fair or unfair there's just a smaller market for your show and we're like and, you're not as good yeah which is also fair to say that's fine although you know, i will say about joe rogan whatever this is totally tangential but i always watch his interview with andy no and at the beginning of the interview he's like <laughs> how do you know you had a brain hemorrhage and andy no was like I went to the doctor. doctor. To me. Well, <laughs> I was the like, other dumbass question. The Joe other Rogan. question is like, you got a brain hemorrhage from them hitting you in the head. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I can sympathize again. You know, you're on the air. It's live. You say some dumb shit, but I did get and a he, I, he was like wanting to play the other side, which he does sometimes. But I was yeah. like, that is just, it was the dumbest line of questioning I've ever heard him ask. Yeah. <laughs> that said, you know, I, I listen so to the So we deserve interview. to make as much money and get as much viewership as Joe That's Rogan. the point. I mean, wouldn't that be off-putting and annoying to the audience? Instead, the response is, listen, I love what I do. There's a market for it. I might not be the most famous, the most luxurious of all of the all the people in this game, but I've crafted out a nice little space for myself and something that's viable. And I'm, of course, thankful to the people who are making this a viable thing. Who are letting us coast and, every week. Well, and I'm just going to... I wouldn't put it that way. I'm I mean, just I'm joking. Gonna, letting me we, coast every week. Letting you coast. Every week. <laughs> we, we do work hard on our craft and it's like, we'll just keep working hard and gaining little by little right. and being thankful for the niche that we have. The same commitment to refining your craft applies in women's soccer. Maybe be happy yeah. that you won. Say thanks to our fans. Be classy. Guess what? Maybe next time around in four years, eight years, when I do have a little daughter, maybe I think about tuning in. Maybe I think about buying a jersey. Now don't I do don't do that to your daughter. Do you want her to be a lesbian? <laughs> Why? I want her to do. I want her to find her own interest. Put her in figure in skating or ballet. End of list. I have a well. I have a feeling our parenting philosophies will differ slightly, <laughs> but we might agree on the core issues. But that's the point. Is like you're you're really they're really doing damage, and it comes off as entitled, annoying, totally detached from the facts, and just not thankful. I deserve this with her fancy bottle of yeah. of, of champagne or whatever it was, and and her trophy. Just good lord. And then you have somehow you've you've won literally the world championship for women's soccer is what it is. You've ascended to the highest heights that exist in this world for that particular thing. Yeah. And somehow you twist it to make yourself a victim. That it's is so ridiculous. It's, it's that like is pathological. if viewership fell on our on our channel, we wouldn't chew out our audience. We'd no. wonder how we can make a better product. Um, it looks like soccer you, has the, more concussions than any other sport. Is that true? Wow, it could be. I'm that that cannot possibly it can't be more than football. Um, but yeah, also not safe. Last point before we move on. Ah! Um, there's a hate crime. There's a hate crime angle here. Uh, posters of Megan Rapino in the New York City subway system were defaced reportedly with derogatory slurs. No word on the slurs. I couldn't find images. I wanted to see uh -huh. what they drew on her face. The NYPD hate crimes task force is investigating. Um, this is a fascinating example of why hate crimes are bunk, seriously speaking. Why should it be a more severe crime? Let's, <laughs> let's put it this way. If I wrote stupid dyke on her face... <laughs> With, Say that again. with Sharpie. Say it again. <laughs> no, one time is enough. 
that's a more severe crime than if I took a Sharpie and said, your hair is stupid. Yeah. And the question is why I'm not aware. Some of the lawyers in the audience might be able to clarify. Has this sort of hate crime distinction been uh, adjudicated at the Supreme Court level? Because I'm not saying that vandalism should be a crime or shouldn't be a crime. It should be. If you deface someone else's property, regardless of the message, that's a crime. You've damaged their property. But to punish more severely or less severely some forms of vandalism based only on the content of the message right. seems plainly against the First Amendment to me. You can't distinguish between whether something is a crime or not because of the message content. Right. Because and of the as viewpoint expressed. Many times on this show, few crimes are motivated by love. So the entire concept of a hate crime is retarded. Yeah. Did they write great hair? <laughs> it was a love crime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, let's, that's enough. That's enough women's soccer. Hopefully oh, we never have to God. talk about it again. We'll move on to the social media summit after this, but we should probably take a break since we're through one hour already. Uh, sure. Ilan Omar's tiny Somali brain. <laughs> I like that one was first. Um, yeah. I got yelled at, uh, by a woman dressed exactly like me mimicking my every move for an hour. Then I remember what AOC told me last week. If you're yelling at some folks who look exactly like you, it's a mirror. <laughs> She's so smart. Ah, Seahawk okay. 1992. After some digging, I found out Robert's Rules of Order state that quorum is required to keep a majority that isn't big enough from ruling the group. Supporting the Oregon walkout is principled. Interesting. Okay, so that would be, yeah, referring to the sort of authority on parliamentary procedure, which I'm not well versed in. Uh, that's an interesting angle, and thanks for the insight. I appreciate it. Then I don't have to claim I'm becoming a hypocrite, I suppose. Doesn't matter. Hmm. All that matters is winning. <laughs> well, actually, we should check up on that story. I haven't at all. Yeah. But it's I been a couple weeks that. now, and they had until the end of June before the legislative session ended. So yeah. I've heard nothing about it. I assume everything just kind of fell apart, but I don't know. Jocker777, it's a myth. I have rendered all the hoax hate clips, and I'm going to upload them soon. I will shoot oh, you cool. an email with the channel details this week. I'm going to help, and we'll be in touch soon. Have a great show. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, forthcoming. If people didn't hear on Wednesday, maybe a forthcoming clips channel for this podcast and specifically uh, an entire playlist of every hoax hate that's ever been made um michael lazaro says lazari regarding the littler a mermaid race swap african-americans are 14 percent of the u.s populace whereas redheads are three to six percent making them a smaller mm. minority just saying yeah we I didn't talk about that but that it's angle. so absurd hmm. um not just because of the swimming thing uh, Deep Center Field Press, AOC was hit so hard with the stupid stick that NASA is running calculations on whether her mouth can provide the propulsion system for the manned mission to Mars. The viability <laughs> grows daily. <laughs> I didn't want to spend another week of like heavy AOC talk, so I just opted out of it this week. But the infighting yeah. that she's causing in the party. It's hilarious. I, I'm just yeah. sitting back and twiddling my thumbs and smirking and enjoying the show. Yes. Um, Kevin Flanagan says, Semitism costs anti-Semitism. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. Dakota Stanton says, as someone who watches soccer, I've never watched a full Women's World Cup match, let alone anything else. I'd imagine that. Sure. I'd imagine it's kind of like the NBA and the WNBA. I, I'm not a yeah. basketball guy either, but off chance I would go to an NBA game if it was convenient. Almost no chance I would go to a WNBA game unless you pay me. Agent Flippy. Hey, Matt. As a fan of cringe, you will love a video made by the channel Extra Credit. It talks about how problematic it is that players are forced to play as Nazis in video games. Super cringe. That's so stupid. Oh, God. I think I heard about this. Was this what they were talking about on uh, on Wednesday? We had some yes. talk about that on yeah. the Wednesday stream. Um, Jacob Pawson says, hey, Matt, been following you for a few years now. I am also in Montana. 
Kalispell, is that how you say it? Yep. And I was wondering if you had an opinion on Missoula's attempts at gun control recently. My only knowledge is that they tried to require background checks for private sale in Missoula, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Missoula is um, it's the hippie town. And I would oppose that. Uh, I wonder. I mean, I guess I'd, I guess I'd have to think about whether I agree with that on principle. I mean, on principle, I think all of these things are violations of the Second Amendment. So no, Missoula should not be doing that at even a city level. But uh, unfortunately, Missoula and Bozeman are both trending the wrong way. And, and so is the state overall, maybe. But we'll try to hang on as long as we can and uh, enjoy the what I, in my opinion, is one of the greatest states in the USA. I'll hang on as long as I can. Shut up, man. <laughs> They're flooding your state faster than mine. I know. It's really bad. Yeah. Like I, I, there are all these signs in my neighborhood like love lives here. I'm like, I I've got a neighbor with a love always wins. Uh, sign and it's or rainbow that one and they like put up the tibetan flags real like love yeah, oh yeah. i don't know it's a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um pokemon fetish manifesto is so sexist i'm writing my own gender neutral <laughs> z-festo yeah um mara decide a thanks so much for keeping up your content my first time catching you live have some shekels keep up the fight we will well thanks for tuning in much appreciated Metal man, Matt and I once made love when the deed was done. I did some snooping through his wallet and upon seeing his driver's license, discovered his true identity. John Heater, header. <laughs> John Heater, the Napoleon Dynamite actor. Uh, ah, come on. Give me a little more credit than that, but maybe it's slightly similar. He looks know. like somebody from the Culkin family, like Macaulay. You should see, you should see me as a kid. I looked like a clone yeah. of Macaulay Culkin. But the thing about um about Napoleon Dynamite is he has that like him and Beto O'Rourke have the same mouth. And I don't think I have that mouth. What like a butthole mouth? It's like a weird yeah, it's like a turned mouth. You did look a lot more like him when you did that. <laughs> um Kevin Flanagan says the toothbrush mustache is the only acceptable facial hair. I'm with you there. Uh John Martin. It is a great look. It's a great look. Underrated. Uh, John Martin, favorite nickname of the week, Tucker Carlson, referring to those fresh-faced new congresswomen as the four morons of the apocalypse. <laughs> Love <laughs> you guys. That's a good one. I didn't hear that, but that's about right. You are the reason I came to YouTube. That's cool. Thank oh, cool. You. Let's do a few more. Pokemon fetish. Epstein is innocent of these charges, but he did kill Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman because they knew <laughs> what he did to Sean Panay Ramsey. Well, the other interesting angle on uh, Epstein that I guess I should have mentioned at the top of the show and probably should have mentioned last week because I had, I was asking the questions last week about like, so he's like a financial advisor. Like how the hell is he so rich? And I was not even asking rhetorically. I didn't know. But the, but the truth of the no matter is really a lot does. of people are really suspicious about how he's got, how he got his money. Now they're saying potentially again, this is a theory that he's basically blackmailing people, yeah. yeah. That he's totally. taking people on these trips, getting them implicated in sex with minors or involvement. You know, Alan Dershowitz got to... one of his famous massages, but he kept his underpants on. I always knew Alan Dershowitz was a huh. skeevy douche. He's the one that came up with that ridiculous OJ defense. <laughs> this is how it always goes, though. Someone, I'm not defending or not defending Dershowitz, but this is like a law of how things will work out. Something bad happens to someone and Blonde goes, I always knew that guy sucked. <laughs> But that's just because you think everyone sucks. <laughs> yeah. That is how you win. You think everyone sucks. And then when people inevitably fail you, you're like, ah, I world it. view confirmed. I've been saying that guy was terrible forever. But for real, Alan Dershowitz else. had a lot of tells. I don't know. I don't know anything about that case. Um, about Dershowitz, I've liked his his perspectives on politics and the law, but I don't know anything about what happened with uh, with with Epstein or not. Mm-hmm. But he kept his underpants on. That's all you need to know. Well, then it uh, sounds all fair and square to yeah, me. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, Noel Woodward. Hello from Korea, Matt. I also will never participate in your stupid tight pants wearing. I made love with Matt fantasy football. Love both <laughs> you guys watch well, it late every week, but I'm watching now. Hello. No, you're not forced to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna, well, maybe I should, maybe I should punish people by making them play in my, that would be the league. ultimate punishment a fate worse than death participating <laughs> in Matt's stupid fantasy football league. Uh, last yeah. one for right now, because reasons, Thoughts on the new James Bond being black and female, plus yeah. the working title of the movie being James Bond, no means no. The title is a oh, joke, is the... <laughs> but the other bit isn't. That's funny. I yeah. like it. Um, yeah, we spoke about it a little bit at the, at the start of the show. I'm not a 007 guy, uh, so I, I can't speak about... I probably wouldn't watch the movie regardless, but I am super annoyed by this. Just shove an intersectional character in an existing character. No, write new characters if you want them to have certain characteristics. It's just like... We've been doing the same show for three and a half years now. It is. Yeah. These themes repeat. Like, didn't been... you think that society as a whole would have crumbled or stopped doing this or something would have happened? Is it we're rehashing the same thing? All well, the time? I think the reality is that we're mostly fighting media narratives as opposed to the mind of your common person. So you'll see recurring narratives and themes like this. But I do think it matters in terms of like the average person out there who's consuming media. I do think things like the pay gap, yeah. I think people are much more well-informed now than they were previously, for I example. Suppose. And this is anecdotal. When I, when I peruse the Facebook uh, or Twitter or whatever threads on the pay gap that I was seeing, because of course the U S women's team and their pay gap were just shoved in your face by every media outlet. I saw a lot more people calling BS on it and linking to good information. So, and this is a lot different than when I saw the pay gap challenged three years ago. So I think yeah. in the average mind, things are changing. The message from the media giants is not. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I'll be quicker. I guess that I assumed that people's financial, uh, that their financial incentive would outweigh the, the currency, the social currency um, mm. of, of these of these uh, points that you get by doing this dumb crap, but it's like, they don't care that this is clearly going to get panned. And it's not going to make any money. And that ghostbusters was a predecessor. Like it's, they don't care about the money and they keep recycling the same excuse, right? Oh, it's just the racist trolls who reviewed it poorly. Okay. Why? Or whatever you say, the virtue points are more valuable than the money. It's, it's just like, I didn't expect this. Yeah. All right. We're good. Uh, real quick checkup on, um, over on Streamlabs. Uh, Cameron says, remember that if Patriots stormed the Fed, the Pentagon, the Senate, and the White House, they would be labeled terrorists by the mainstream media. If an avowed communist attacked an ICE detention center, he would be somewhere, or he would be showered with praise because stunning and brave. More on that in a moment. Yes, we'll discuss that story. Phil says, the Uniparty fights against deportation and everything they have... Um, Oh, the Uniparty fights against deportation with everything they have because once Americans get a small taste of physically removing third worlders, they're going to develop quite the appetite for it. <laughs> and we might get ideas about, about those who open the borders. Uh, yes, Blonde's Blood Sports live stream of, of deportation catapulting. It'll be the number one hit on YouTube until it's banned. Uh, Philip says, I say, I still say AOC is a Trump plant. You laughed at it the first time I said it, but she's done a lot of stupid shit since then. Could be. I mean, she is silly. And there's some polling out today that shows she's actually not even that popular in the Democratic yeah. Party. And, even and Nancy Pelosi district. clearly hates her guts. Like Yes, but I, I love the cat fight, even though yeah. it's a sexist term now. Phil says, as hard as Tommy Schild for... <laughs> redacted Middle Eastern country. You would think that they would have offered him asylum. I, in all seriousness, though, I hope he survives his sentence. That is the other angle, unfortunately, too, is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, to what degree of risk uh, he's going to be 
in uh, in prison. Hopefully, That's a, a lot of risk. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he comes out of this unscathed. Hmm. Steve uh, says, keep it up. Well, thank you, Steve. Phil says, why do we need to lift up black people's voices? They are perfectly able to talk loudly on their own. I probably should have uh, pre-read that one, but whatever. We'll go with it. Uh, I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. Thank you. Redicus says, how in the world does Tommy get jail time for just showing the pedos and rapists and telling facts? that had already been released. The U S has a, has uh, double jeopardy laws. How is this not a thing in Britain? Tommy had his teeth replaced before his last sentence. Yeah. This is kind of the debate we were having earlier. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't deny that by the letter of the law, what he's doing in the UK is illegal, but it's a totally bunk and BS way to run a supposed free society. Yep. Hmm. Phil says soccer can be fun to watch, but you have to be at the game in person and drinking. Maybe. Sometimes, sometimes uh, certain sports in person are better. Like I could go watch a basketball game live in person. I'm not going to watch it on TV. No chance. Walsey says Snoop wants female athletes to be paid as much uh, as much as men. Save us, Kevin Flanagan. You're our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan's going to run for president. Now I know. Too. He's pulling ahead of Trump. He's pulling ahead of Megan Rapino. Matt Vicari says world's strongest man winner gets paid seventy two thousand dollars. Patriots uh, get $201,000 per player. Deadlifting 1,000 pounds, stone loading, farmers walk 300 pounds per hand is more work than playing football. USA equal pay, USA equal pay. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, fair point. Thank you for that. And uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and open up the stream live, uh, stream, D live stream, D, stream live, D labs, D live treasure chest. Well, I'm taking a brief break here too. So if you're over on D live, and you would like those rewards, I'm going to distribute them right now. Thanks to our top contributors over on DLive. Donald Trump, Jage, and Pan- I'm going with Nakedis. We'll go with that. Thank you guys for tuning in over there. Let's get back to the topics. Uh, there was this, uh, tell me about just the general details of this social media summit, because I didn't watch it. Um, and as far as I can tell, glancing at it, not a lot of importance happened at President Trump's social so media hyped. summit on this Thursday. It was so hyped. This was so anticlimactic. But everybody was talking about this social media summit um, at the White House on Thursday before it happened, and then nobody was talking about it after. Um, pray he praised content creators access or, across platforms such as Twitter and YouTube for the crap that they came up with. He literally said this. Some of you are extraordinary. <laughs> Can't say everybody. Trump said no, but some of you are extraordinary. The crap you think of is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I did hear that part. So he invited 250 digital leaders, social media influencers, members of Congress uh, to participate in the summit. I haven't heard that much after it happened. There was a lot of hype about who was going because Tim Pool apparently is a white nationalist or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and it wasn't like accurately representative of leftists on YouTube. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Nobody cares. Um, but it seemed like it was anticlimactic. And I might get criticized for this, but the vibe I got from this was that he was doing this big display of like why he cares about something, but he's not actually doing anything of substance about this. So I really felt like this was an empty gesture. They're saying they might do something about it, but I don't expect they do anything. something about it. Yeah. They're saying we're going to consider legislative options or executive options. Uh, I would be surprised if that's the case. This does seem more like a gesture than something that's going to change anything, but I do like the prospect of people who are experiencing the, the ridiculousness of social media censorship, having the president's ear. And again, I say this as someone who's highly skeptical of government intervention to solve this problem. 
even if that's not the role that Trump plays, Trump is one of the biggest cultural wrecking balls, if yep. nothing else. And so ev- even if it's not government fixed, like if Trump was like, screw this, I'm going to gab, for example, or screw this, I'm taking a month off and I'm going to gab. The amount of journalists he would necessarily pull to gab and the eyes he would pull to gab. Those are the sort of things that intrigue me even beyond the, be the government angle. So even though I don't expect massive change, I still am warm and uh, happy about I guess, but he could join Gab yesterday and it would be fine. I mean, people are like, well, what could he possibly do about this? I'm like, there's a multitude of things that he could have done up to this point. And we're so deep in it at this point, too. It's not like social media censorship is just starting now. Yeah. Uh, Well, the story in this case, as far as I'm concerned, was less the event itself and more the media botchery covering it. I've got on screen right now the AP headline, the AP the AP is supposedly nonpartisan objective. This isn't an opinion piece. This is objective coverage of the event. Trump applauds far right social media provocateurs. I suppose maybe there are some of those in attendance, but is that a fair is that a fair characterization of everybody involved here? All 250 people banned, you know, many of them, maybe not all of them, but many of them banned on certain social media platforms. They're all just far right social media provocateurs. Nothing to see here. I woke up on Friday morning and I, I turned on the news as I usually do. The coverage on the Today Show was some of the most shamefully slanted crap I've ever seen. Again, as you referenced, they they call out Tim Pool as a far right conspiracy theorist extremist. Check this out. President Trump is defending his controversial social media summit. The White House said the event was aimed at discussing censorship and free speech, but the president used the moment to denounce the world's top social media companies while also touting his own huge following online. On Thursday, President Trump blasting major social media companies. We had a terrible bias. We have censorship like nobody has any understanding or nobody can believe. His comments made during a White House summit attended by some of the president's fiercest online supporters and criticized by many for including some of the Internet's most controversial voices. Hours beforehand, the Southern Poverty Law Center called the meeting a gathering of groups and individuals who have no business at the White House, saying the invite list included conspiracy theorists and extremists. Guests included right-wing personalities like Ali Alexander, who had pushed the false conspiracy theory that Senator Kamala Harris was not an American black and YouTube personality (laughs) Tim Pool, who touted the false claim that murder DNC staffer Seth Rich leaked hacked emails to WikiLeaks. Large social media companies such as Twitter, Facebook and Google said they were not invited to attend and declined to comment about the gathering. And the president said he is now directing his administration to see if there is any regulatory or legislative action that can be taken to crack down on censorship on social media. Oh my okay. God, these people are so disconnected. The fact that they think that Tim Pool is a right-wing extremist, they must actually think that I'm a Nazi. I don't know that they would have a word to describe you. Tim Pool, fresh off his Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang campaign contributions, I know. is apparently plotting far-right doom. I mean, you listen if you ever listen to Tim talk about what he actually supports, he's on board with a, a wide range of... Uh, of social safety net, social programs. And I'm basically. pretty sure he's pro healthcare for, I believe so. I don't want to mischaracterize him. And I'm not even saying this to criticize him. I'm saying this because he clearly had the, I don't think the multitude of his views would be described as quote unquote right wing, but right. for his views on so-called free, free speech extremism, if that's such a thing, you know what I mean? Which by the way, used to be called the, you know, the first and most important value of this entire country. Now it's an element of extremism. 
Um, I'm not familiar with this other guy, Ali Alexander. The conspiracy theory that Kamala Harris is not an American black. She's Jamaican and Indian. What's the conspiracy theory? The implication being that she's somehow suffered the pain of Jim Crow uh, discriminated against black Americans or even enslaved black Americans. No, not at all. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. That's her dad's description. Yeah. Published. Definitely. It's good that he brings this up because I think American blacks that are in favor of reparation would be like, no. She doesn't count. Clearly, she doesn't count for yeah. reparations. She can't. Well, and, yeah, and, but that the standard there is being a descendant of an American black, which correct. she is not. Which she's not. By and her that's own admission, yeah. Clearly, what the point of that clarification is. It's not trying to say, like, Kamala Harris isn't really black or something like that. The point is, to the extent that she's an advocate of this reparation stuff, you have to understand she is not and should not be the beneficiary of such a program in any rational sense, let alone the entire program is irrational. I also wanted to clarify about Tim Poole too. I've not heard what he said about Seth Rich, but Tim is, we we all know Tim's style. He's very careful about the facts and he's reluctant to make definitive statements where the facts are not in complete support of it. I have a hard time believing that he pushed the Seth Rich conspiracy theory. If there's a clip of him saying, definitively Seth Rich is the source of the leaked DNC emails. I would love to see it. I am not satisfied that that exists. Yep. Um, the, the, did you catch the Southern Poverty Law Center name drop? They say, no, but none of these people uh, should be allowed at the white house or whatever. It's not your damn house. So shut the hell up. But also the Southern Poverty Law Center is an actual extremist hate group. <laughs> That's yep. what they are. They are politically motivated uh, they're, they're political hitmen. Basically mm-hmm. they are doing pol- uh, political assassinations daily on their website, just trying to smear people's character. So they're not allowed to speak in public, just like apparently this today show piece wants to the point about, um, big tech wasn't invited. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is to talk to the people who've been censored by big tech. And by the way, all the big tech CEOs, they've had plenty of opportunities to lie their asses off in front of Congress and before the president himself. It's not as though they're not getting a seat at the table. They're there all the damn time. And I, I just wanted to comment too about this claim about conspiracy theories. Oh, these people are conspiracy theorists. Okay. But you're going to have to show me how each individual case is in fact harmful because a lot of the biggest stories originate as conspiracy theories. Things like Watergate, we're a conspiracy theory. It's just a way day. to discredit people with legitimate points. Yeah. And and is the implication that we're not that we're supposed to ban conspiracy theories, that we're not supposed to talk about yes. them? Because whether you you think they're a source of truth, as they can be, I'm not saying they always are, but they can be, or you just find them plain entertaining. Sometimes it's just plain entertaining to listen to one. Mm-hmm. Why is it bad to be one? You're all a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Why is that bad unless you're using that to harm someone in a meaningful way, which, by the way, is already against the law. You want to talk about defamation or threats or any of that already against the law, not covered by the First Amendment. Not a big deal. Um, And the last thing I'll say about this, too, uh, another point in kind of the sticks theory, the worldview that this is less about politics than it is about crushing competition. This is so politically incoherent that I have to believe NBC's motivation in this case is more about crushing people like Tim Pool and making sure that the next person out there who hasn't really watched his videos before gets that seed in their mind like Tim Pool, bad guy, conspiracy <laughs> theorist, right wing. Right. So that when you encounter it or someone links you a Tim Pool video in your next Facebook debate, you're automatically primed to be against it because 
He's a bad guy. And, and because NBC clearly has mischaracterized his politics so badly, I have to believe they just want him dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm speaking uh, hy hypothetically here. I'm not saying they want to kill him. They want him internet dead. Yeah. Because, uh, because he poses a big, a big risk to them. He poses a competitive threat to them. Yep. In, in, you know, in the market, in the market that is journalism. Uh, anyway, and, and we'll see, as we mentioned, we'll see what Trump does about this. Maybe something will come out of it. I think it's more just good to have the president's mind on this and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll see if he decides to do anything about it. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I loved this story this week. Uh, conspiracy theories are not fine on Facebook, but you know what is? Apparently death threats against people who Facebook doesn't like, or at least that was the implication or the, I would call it the reasonable reading up until later. They in were this just week. speaking with imprecise language though. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying is um, it was imprecise language. Anyway, this uh, what you're seeing on screen is an archive of Facebook's violence and incitement policy that went up earlier this week or earlier this month. And they had revised some of it and they have this policy and it's called do not post things you're not supposed to post. Do not post threats that could lead to death and other forms of high severity violence. And then they have a bullet list of other things you can't post calls for high severity violence Parentheses, unless the target is an organization or individual covered in the dangerous individuals and organizations policy. Now, why is that language important? Recall a few weeks ago, or maybe maybe a couple months ago. Remember when Alex Jones, all of Infowars, PJW, Milo, Laura Loomer, there were more. I think Louis Farrakhan was on that list. Remember? Yeah. They were called quote unquote dangerous individuals and. Remember the policy was not only are they banned, you can't link to their material. And also I, be I believe it was something as Orwellian as you can't speak praise of them. Yeah. Like I can't post on Facebook. Alex Jones is cool. But as written, Facebook is saying some illegal content is fine. That is to say a credible threat, imminent death threat with actual plotting against Alex Jones would be fine because he's covered in the dangerous individuals and organizations policy. Now, of course, a lot of people thought this was very, very odd. So Facebook later revised this later this week, and they've put a, a qualifier in, wh in what the, uh, the policy reads now. It says, the language we previously used to describe our policies against violence and incitement was imprecise. We have since replaced it with, uh, to more clearly explain the policy and the underlying rationale. So they're saying, in some cases, we see aspirational or conditional threats directed at terrorists and other violent actors like this. Terrorists deserve to be killed. We deem those non-credible, uh, absent specific evidence to the contrary. So they're saying, no, no, we were just saying it's fine to say, like, I support the death penalty for pedophiles or pedophiles should get the death That's penalty. That's definitely what they meant, yeah those kinds of statements. They also offered these quotes to um, a Facebook spokesperson, spokesperson offered these quotes to the Washington examiner. We don't allow credible threats of violence against anyone. We do allow some speech that calls for certain forms of violence, such as calls for the death penalty for criminals or support for military action against terrorists. We've updated our community standards to be more clear about this. The language we previously used to describe our policies against violence and incitement was imprecise. We have used, we've since replaced it to more clearly explain, blah, 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 the same language that we saw uh, in the policy itself. Uh, I have some questions about this, but I'll, I'll let you go first if you have some thoughts. Um, I mean, I'm, it, they're just not even trying to hide it at this point. 
this doesn't surprise me at all. I don't really know what to say. I mean, Facebook is totally dead because it's uncool. I think we can all agree on that. Well, They've killed their own it's, platform. It's going it's it's to get really edgy as soon as Zuck doesn't police the incredible death threats against people he yeah. doesn't like <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I mean, just, just looking at the excuse, lawyers scour over this language for hours. This is not uh, some language that some intern throws up willy-nilly. This is something a, a team of lawyers, in all likelihood, looked over and reviewed and yeah. put a million comments on and, and, and scoured over the wording for hours and hours and hours. So I find it uh, unlikely that this team of highly paid lawyers were so, was so imprecise yeah. in its language. But secondarily, I don't, even, I don't like this explanation because saying someone deserves to die at least if we're talking about in the legal sense. And again, I would like these social media companies to just adopt a framework consistent with U.S. law. I think that makes the most sense. So if we're talking in the legal sense, saying someone deserves to die is not a threat or incitement. No. It's not specific enough. It's not a call to action. It's not a plot. No court would ever interpret saying someone deserves to die in that way. So um, it's hard for me to believe that the, the, the statement as written was meant to cover statements like ped pedophiles deserve the death penalty because right. you could describe that easily in, in terms that aren't even that specific. It's not like it's hard to word that. It's like abstract calls for violent penalty for criminals would not be covered in this sort of thing. Um, I mean, the, the policy is clearly designed to cover statements more like that guy is a pedophile. Let's make a plan to kill him. Yeah, that's uh, clearly not what they meant. So I, 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 I don't find Once this... Once again, uh, leftists accidentally tell the truth. But the, thing, the odd thing about this is the truth is so, so far beyond what would be reasonable to anyone of any semblance of a fair mind that I can't believe they released that sort of thing. It's kind of like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Green New Deal explainer where she said, oh no, that was just a draft. Clearly it wasn't because they never released the yeah. final version of it. Where it's... Are they that disconnected from reality that that was published and no one in the room, even if it was an honest mistake, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt for argument's sake, honest mistake. And nobody in the room was like, fucking what, what, what does uh, this say? I don't know. I mean, I think it was a, a moment of accidental honesty when they were trying to find ways to, to not ban leftists hmm. that were issuing violent threats. They have just have I, no self-awareness, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe they are so deep in their own bubble that they think that would actually be fine. That is to say, if Facebook calls them a dangerous person, it's open season. Ugh. Threaten them, plot to kill them, plot to rob them, plot to do whatever. We don't care. They're dangerous individuals. Yeah. It's absurd. Mm. Uh, okay. We got, what, two, two more topics. You want to take a quick break? Because this next topic will be a little dense. We could do quick Should break. Should we? And Let's do. Or if you want to save them all until the end of the show, we can do that. Until the end, yeah. Okay, let's just go through these topics then. Uh, tell me about what's going on with the deportation raids. I've not seen much information, but supposedly this weekend, you got yeah. ICE. ICE going, resumed going its crazy. previously announced plans to apprehend thousands of illegal immigrants who have been given or who have been. This is the important part. Given orders to leave the country already, targeting people in at least ten cities. Uh, so the ICE raids began late Saturday and into the early mornings on Sunday in a number of jurisdictions, not just New York City. And the ICE director said, <clears throat> we are doing targeted enforcement actions against specific individuals who have had their day in immigration court and have been ordered to be removed by an immigration judge already. 
So it's not like they're busting in doors of random families. Right. We are merely executing those laws issued judges orders. Those lawfully issued. Right. Orders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's watch this Nancy Pelosi clip. Oh, okay. So Nancy Pelosi in reaction to this, this is before the weekend sometime this week, she takes the opportunity to comment on these forthcoming raids and she advises illegal immigrants of their rights, advising them how to, how to avoid ice or what sort of rights they have against ice. Uh, This is speaking at a press conference this week. Terrible audio, sorry about that, but together, blame them. Every person in America has rights. This brutal action will terrorize children and tear families apart. <coughs> An ICE deportation warrant is not the same as a search warrant. If that is the only document ICE brings to a home raid, agents do not have the legal right to enter a home. An administrative order of removal from ICE or immigration authorities is simply not enough. Families belong together. Everyone in our country has rights. Okay. She's explaining the benefits of our legal system to people with no regard for our legal system. So she's saying, hey, great news, guys, just so you know, understand this because our legal system protects you, even though you had no regard for our laws. And that's why you're here. Right. Yeah. Um, Families belong together. She says, when you commit crimes, your family gets separated. Would you go to every criminal in a prison and say, what a shame these families were separated? Well, no, I mean, that's no, indeed. Because they've committed a crime. crime. Also irrelevant, yeah. Uh, Every person in America has rights to the point that you made earlier. Point of fact, the rights of these people are not being violated. They've been through due process. They've been adjudicated to be in violation of the law, and thus they have deportation orders. That's how this works. That's how the law works. Just because you're in jail doesn't mean that your rights have been violated, for example. And, And fundamentally... If the answer is to ignore laws you don't like and shield yourself with laws that you do, our legal system means nothing. It might as well be anarchy. We can't pick and choose uh, what you get to, what you get to, what you feel is right or what you call right. And now full disclosure and trying to be self-aware here, that obviously has implications about the Tommy Robinson debate too. There's room for nuance here. I'm not saying it's, you know, all laws must be followed. Maybe, maybe not, but I just want to be intellectually consistent in terms of how we view these two cases. But the point is, if you are saying that you're, you know, you're upholding our law by making sure people are advised of their rights, well, not really. I mean, you're, you're actually advising them to operate and you've been welcoming, welcoming them to violate the law for years and years and years. That's why they're here. Yeah. So this does get into really difficult territory, but I just love the hypocrisy of, of her uh, advising people of their legal rights in violation of the law. What are we going to do? This is a good start, I suppose, but I can't believe we're being met with so much resistance just for enforcing existing law. Yeah, it is odd. Uh, and it's, I, I, I think things, especially with the, you know, just, just how inflamed some of the rhetoric against ice and border protection and stuff has become, you, you're going to, you're probably setting up for additional conflicts. And that's, it looks like that's what happened in Washington. Was it yesterday? What's the deal on this? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to know exactly what happened. Oh, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy in the ice attack? Um, yeah. Oh, God. This is so funny. I, I know I shouldn't be laughing so hard about this, but uh, it was suicide Looks by cops. Looks hilarious. So. <laughs> it, come on. It was like some hippie boomer um, from Vashon Island 
So he had a previous uh, run-in with cops uh, at the detention center in, in the Pacific Northwest, the Northwest uh -huh. Detention Center uh, in Seattle, I believe, or Tacoma. And um, he was trying to like protect a protester or something like that. So he had been arrested. But this time, um, <laughs> he was at the holding facility and he was armed with a rifle and incendiary devices. So police said his name is William Van Spronson. William Van Spronson. He hmm. tossed lit objects at vehicles and buildings, causing one car fire and unsuccessfully tried to ignite huh. a propane tank. Lit objects. Are we talking like Molotov cocktails yeah, or like. something like that? Officers were called by an ICE employee who saw the rifle. Soon after they arrived, officers reported shots fired. And um, it's unclear. They're saying it's unclear who fired first, although I'm not really sure that that's super relevant. If, if he, they knew he was armed and he was throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Um, the four responding officers all opened fire and then took cover uninjured after medical aid arrived. They found Von, Von Spronson dead. He had multiple gun, gunshot wounds because the police were doing their jobs. So he was a Vashon Island musician affiliated with the Puget Sound anarchists and local Antifa groups. And his previous arrest last year at the Tacoma de a detention facility. He was it was the same facility? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And also involved with Antifa. Accused of lunging at police at a police officer who was detaining another protester. He later he later pleaded guilty to obstructing a law enforcement officer and was given a deferred sentence. So one of his friends came out and said, uh, although I read this in a heavy article, so I'm not sure how reliable it is, mm -hmm. that she had talked to him and it seemed almost certain to her that this was a suicide by cop. Um, he had written a manifesto about how he wanted to fight fascism and he was going through a horrible custody dispute with his kid. And he was like, I just want to go out fighting fascist. So okay. have, the, you, have you seen the text of the manifesto at all? Is it yeah, out there? But I just saw like a picture of the document and it was unconfirmed. Is it like handwritten? No, it was typed. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, it's just some idiot hippie boomer that I'm going to fight Nazis. So please shoot me cops. Like, am I the only person that finds this hilarious? <laughs> Come on. I cannot uh, be the only person that thinks this is funny. It's like, this is what this guy wanted. Well, wanted I mean, yeah, but the, the unfunny thing, even if I want to be, um, even if I want to enjoy the demise of this particular person who I fully grant was, was, uh, asking for it. I mean, I don't want to thing. I don't want to laugh at is, violent attacks upon law enforcement officers in this no, country. No, that's you know? not funny. Yeah. But yeah. they were all uninjured and this guy got exactly what he wanted and deserved. Um and, you know, boomers. Yeah, uh this this when did the, careful how I want to word this. <laughs> this is another example too because I always hear this argument of um well Antifa hasn't killed anybody. To which I and a lot of people respond, it's not for it's not for lack not of trying, yet. dude. Yeah. Like you, you hit a guy in the head with a bike lock or, you know, you, you, there's plenty of violent examples that it's, it's, it's sheer luck. It's sheer grace that, that they haven't actually killed somebody yet. So this is another example where I think could a more competent man have pulled off uh, some more damage here. Did he just really suck? I mean, he's chucking Molotov cocktails. That doesn't require a high degree of skill. Um, yeah, I think he got what he wanted, which was to be a martyr because he's made a mess of his life and devoted his entire life to stupid causes. So you wonder, did he actually want to kill anyone? Maybe he just wanted the notoriety of like, I went out fighting ice without actually. That's having exactly to have what the... he wanted. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's not, um, maybe it's not that he's incompetent. Maybe this was specifically designed to, to, uh, get, uh, life-threatening force used upon him without actually killing anyone. 
Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll update the story as more information becomes available because this was just last, was it last night, yesterday, sometime within the last 24, 36 hours, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, of course, there's a whole bunch of protests of ICE because of this, uh, because of this deportation round, uh, these deportation rates. Do we, I, last I looked, I couldn't see any numbers really. I, we probably won't know for a while, but do we know the scale I I heard I that they were trying to deport up to like a million illegal immigrants or something. Obviously that's not going to happen in a weekend, but I just wonder That'd what's the scale of like how many officers are actually out there? How many are they apprehending or deporting? I don't know. In, say, I mean, I, I hope they're serious about this and that they don't just um, fold to the political pressure that they're getting because they really hmm. are just enforcing existing law. And if we, regardless of whatever's going on, well, of course it's getting 2000 illegal just this weekend. Yeah. Wow. Uh, of course, this is being heavily protested across the country, in, included, including but not limited to Tacoma terrorist guy. In in uh, in Colorado, there was what I think is just a uh, it's just a super lame display. I can't believe I find it uh, you know just offensive. I don't like to use that word, but I do find it offensive. But in addition to that, I just find it politically idiotic. I can't yeah. believe these people would make this move, even if I was trying to advise them politically, whether or not I agree. The optics of this are just so dumb. But in Colorado, anti-ICE protesters pulled down the American flag and raised a Mexican one. This was Friday night outside an ICE detention center in Aurora. Several hundred people were reportedly chanting, close the camps and let them all in. Here's the raising of the Mexican flag in Colorado. Reports are that they also vandalized a Blue Lives Matter banner, spray painting it with uh, Abolish Ice, and they flew that from a neighboring flagpole. Ice agents later dispersed the demonstrators and replaced the original flags. Um, Just, again, optically or politically speaking, I thought it was about giving migrants, from their perspective, giving migrants the opportunity to thrive in this country. (laughs) If it's... It, optically that looks more like invasion or conquest and it, and the question is if you love the mexican flag yeah. so much just go to where they fly the mexican flag this isn't mexico yeah there's a whole country it, you can do this it is perfectly shows this weird dueling perspective this incompatible perspective that they they've had this whole time i hate this country it's evil and racist also everyone in the world should come in for opportunity right right and let me in because it's awesome and i want to be here because it's better than my shithole country Yes, which uh, which Trump is in a lot of trouble for tweeting out. That's the other controversy we won't be able to talk about. You see, everyone's mad because he tweeted out about the four morons of the apocalypse. Is that what it is? Yeah, and then I saw that Trump is a racist was like number two trending in the United States. Or wow, something. they got him this time. Surely the <laughs> thousandth yeah. leveling of that accusation will be the effective one. Uh, yeah, for people who didn't see, Trump tweeted out basically these these fresh faces of the Democratic Party uh, love to criticize and hate this country. Maybe they should go back to the countries where they came from that are, he said like, he didn't say shithole countries, but he said terrible countries or something like that. And this is uh, racist or, you know, some such nonsense, but the, 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 the true heart of the question is if you hate this country and if you have this admiration for everywhere else in the world and you think they do it better and more racist and evil, why 
do you want to, what is the opportunity that anyone from another country would come here to take advantage yeah. of? Yeah. That'd be another good question for Rosie O'Donnell, who emerged from well, whatever totally cave she's been living in for the last few years. I suppose she's in her own bunker, plugging her ears and closing her eyes and refusing to accept that Donald Trump is, in fact, the president of the United States. But she spoke at a vigil in New York City on Friday night, speaking about uh, or speaking against the president um, for what I, I, this group, I guess, is called the New Sanctuary Coalition. This is Rosie O'Donnell and her uh, her spiel. Look around. This is who we are. This is what America stands for. All colors, all shapes, all sizes, all nationalities, sexualities, gender, transgender. Freedom is what we were founded on. Freedom and decency is what we must demand from this government and never stop. Never forget until we take the fascist out of the White House. Thank you. Keep showing up. Thank you. I, I mean, again, fascism has been distorted to mean that like borders are fascist. That's that's the implication. When has freedom in America ever been interpreted to mean that anyone can come in whenever they want? Uh, I don't know. Starting about two years ago. Apparently, that's the new standard. When, uh, <laughs> this is the, the one bright side I can say is good. More public Rosie O'Donnell appearances. The more we see those flapping arms, Trigley Puff style calling for for social justice of whatever stripe or whatever variety, I think the better our chances of reelecting the president are because you look at stuff like that and you think, yeah, you know, maybe I think Trump tweets idiotic stuff, but I, you know, I'll take that over open borders and communism for and sure. not being able to defend myself. Yep. Oh my God. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how these, um, how these fascist raids turn out over the weekend. You're going to uh, kill my soul now, aren't you? Yeah, well, you're, I would think that you're pretty well conditioned and used to this sort of thing. Never. But I mentioned at the top of the show, not to be outdone by all the press for Desmond lately, fellow drag kid Lactatia is back with a feature in the CBC's, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation Company, whatever, this, the public broadcaster in Canada, their forthcoming documentary called Drag Kids. So just to make it abundantly clear, this is... um. This is from Canada's taxpayer-funded public broadcasting station. I'm Bracken. Um, I'm a 12-year-old hyper queen, meaning a 12-year-old female drag queen. I'm Jason Kerr, and my drag name is Susan B. Anthony. My name is Nemes. My drag name is Lactatia. I'm Stefan, and my drag name is Laddie Gaga. Not only that that's okay, but that there are other people like that. When you figure out you're gay or trans or something like that, it's not something that happens once you become an adult. It actually is around like all the kids of the documentary's age that we start kind of thinking about these things. And to just know that there are other kids that are here doing this, it shows that it's okay to do this and that you're not the only one, it's not weird. I perform in front of crowds now and they cheer, so I know that I'm doing all right. <laughs> it's helped me to be myself. That's good for a kid. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to show this really quickly. Look at, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I swear to God, this last kid, they're asked the question, how has drag, drag helped you? He says, it's helped me to be myself. 
his reaction to me, or not his reaction, but his nonverbal facial expression says to me that he's thinking something otherwise. Yeah. Again, I'm not molested by my stepfather. Just watch the expression on his face when he says this. All right. <laughs> it's helped me to be myself. That, I'm not an expert on the subtleties of this sort of thing. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But that, to me, is the facial expression of a kid who knows that that's not true. Oh, my God. That, it's very subtle, but it's upsetting Can to Can Muslims that. please take care of this for us? <laughs> Seriously, they have to have a huge problem with this, right? That's a good question. Or is the, is the CBC just a grooming gang that, they, that they'd be fine with? Oh, my God. Uh, the video, it's titled Kids Explain Drag and Why They Do It. Yeah, it's just the kids. You know, they, they organically, again, the kids are the ones who organize this thing in this fancy studio with perfect And that girl was, like, seemingly normal. Pieces. Like, what, what, why is she even involved in this? You can't be a female drag queen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how those rules work, but I thought that was kind of weird. Anyway, this is under CBC's, and on the channel, CBC's Kids News. Kids News. It has, as of this recording, 18 upvotes and 1.5K down on YouTube. Good. But the channel, as far as I can tell, is legitimately news for kids. And I'm not sure if that makes this more or less awful. More. I think I think it's supposed to be viewed by kids, but the other side of it is if it's produced for adults, why are children being sexualized for the viewing of adults? Okay. Well, I want to kill myself, so it must be nearing the end of the show. Last piece, CBC actually has a kids editorial board who what? produces supposedly helps to produce some of this stuff. It's to help the adults understand what kids think of the news. I don't care. I do not want a kid's opinion of the news because he's a kid with an impaired judgment capacity and a limited factual understanding of the world. Why in God's name would children be advising the editorial board of the publicly funded CBC? Let alone why would the public, why would public funding be used to push this sort of twisted social agenda using kids as pawns? So upsetting. I'd be, I mean, I'm for all I know, PBS in America is producing this sort of thing, but if they are, I'd be really pissed off about it. The idea yeah, of my tax dollars funded, using in this right. used in this production. Yeah. I'd be mad. Not to, there's plenty of things to be mad about where my tax dollars are going, but yeah, that, that's, uh, the, I, I, maybe, maybe that's maybe email your representation. Maybe you figure some of this out because it's one thing for some degenerate on YouTube to be propping this stuff up. It's quite another for your tax dollars to be used in support of it. That's how you know it's that time, that eye roll. It's just so sad. This just makes me so sad. This it is the is kind of stuff that makes me like, be like, no. Like, what, what are we even preserving here? What are we fighting for? Hmm. Why did I destroy my reputation to do this online career to fight for a country that is clearly not worth saving or a culture that's clearly not well, worth saving? Well, on the bright saving. side, you get equal pay on this show. <laughs> but yes, speaking seriously, that kid's expression did give me that kind of um, very negative reaction where I'm like, good God, dude, this kid, that expression says to me, I'm being propped up to do this and I don't really believe it or enjoy it. Yeah. Or, or understand why. Yeah. Or get it at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <sighs> all right. Let's talk about that dead hippie again. So I can feel <laughs> really cheer up. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Jason Edwards says another crap head. You were, uh, you, yeah, we are doing great. I can totally agree. Uh, Alec Urban has some shekels. I just met somebody special. Blonde will probably disapprove because I'm white and she's Latina. Why? I don't care. 
my god blonde blonde's very upset no congratulations man this is uh this is a rough environment to be meeting someone new who's non-crazy so yeah for real good luck um boogeyman 917 hey matt nice touch adding sarah mclaughlin to the failures eric swallowed well oh i like that one that's good (laughs) well thanks actually true story because of youtube's stupid copyright detection i had to re-edit that like four times because it didn't want to let me play 15 seconds of sarah mclaughlin so I had to cut some of it out, but I didn't want to eliminate it entirely because yeah. it really enhanced it the presentation. Enhanced the His white male privilege did not serve him well. The cringe is strong with Gillibrand, the white savior. God, dude, she's just insufferable. Um, Jason Bolton says, Alec Urban, no bueno about his interracial relationship, apparently. Um, mm. Chris Hines, I'm thinking of immigrating to Russia. They have the right kind of values. At least they're not flooding their country with immigrants in class war. And yes, Trump is allowing it here. 2K deported is BS. Oh, so that's that's the figure of yeah, the weekend. Okay. Uh, Eonicentity. Uh Arizona meetup bro here. Blonde, I had a beard since at least 2012, so I didn't start to impress you for bathwater. Oh, uh, that I was going to start selling my bathwater. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you guys had fun out there in the desert. And nobody died. Good Lord. That's uh, yeah. not, I'm not going out guns. in that kind of heat. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon finish stunning and slave hashtag. Lynch Lashana? I don't even know what this is a reference to. Uh, that must be a reference to the new Bond, the new 007. Is it her name Lashana Lynch? Her name Something is Lashana like Lynch? Something Lynch. Oh. Is it not? Let me go back in the notes and double check. Uh, far too hard. Hollywood, the land of 50-year-old new ideals. <laughs> uh, yes, it is Lashana Lynch. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon fetish. I bet more teachers could get permission to wear fursuits than could get permission to fend children. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Jeff Miller, yeah. as an Eagles fan, I love the Ertz family, and it seems like Julie isn't talking about equal pay in any of the interviews I've seen. So thank <laughs> God for that. Yeah. Um, Polaris589 want to human storm area 51. Yeah, that was the meme this week. And again, I'm always, you know how this show is. I'm always like one step behind the latest cool meme. I came around to like Honkler maybe a week after or two weeks after it yeah. was well established. You know, we're like quasi boomers here. But the the Area 51 meme, I thought might have been a reference, though I'll get roasted for not knowing for sure. But there was this big like, uh, there was a raid on a, was it a Walgreens or a CVS in Philadelphia? Some drugstore. This whole, like a horde of 60 people just decided they were going to rob it all at the same time. Huh. And so I see these memes that are like, you know, if we stormed Area 51 all at the same time, they wouldn't be able to stop us. Those kind of ah. things. I didn't know if they were related, but I saw these things kind of simultaneously. Wow, I'm the boomer in this situation. I was like, what? what are you, I might be what totally wrong. But, but yes, I've seen many memes of like, if we storm this at the same time, there's nobody who could stop us. The live chat said, it's funny that we're here to inform them about the news. That's true. Sometimes it works that way. Specifically, if it's meme related, meme related. almost certainly. Uh, Dakota Stanton, they can't handle their liquor. Who? Uh, I don't know. There's a reference to something earlier in the show that I've already forgotten about, I'm sure. Or maybe me with my one beer per show. Uh, Michael Azari, did you guys see the new 007 as a black woman? How much before yeah. people see that it is blatant pandering? I know, right? Because Reason says when dealing with unjust laws, you break them and accept the punishment for breaking it. Don't hide from the fact one embraces it to show how unjust the law is hmm. and needs to be changed. Yeah, maybe that's the answer. I think that's generally the route that Tommy is taking. Did he not? Uh, I forget. Did he? Pl- he pled guilty or pleaded. I always forget if it's pleaded or pled. Pleaded I think guilty so, I think so, yeah. 
to the charge related to the live streaming of the 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 Asian grooming gang guys. Yeah, that, that was the legal path he took. I believe so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Alec Urban. Sorry. I have some chuckles. I'm celebrating meeting someone special. Oh, I read oh, that cool. one. Alec, you, no, it was the same one. The Latina oh. and the white. I, I, I'm sorry that you sent that twice. Uh, if you want to contact us, we can probably refund you one of these. Sure. Yeah, uh, send me an email if it was a mistake. Pokemon fetish. Having Snoop Dogg, an admitted pimp, tell us the value of women and what they're work, worth. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did he actually? I don't know if that's uh, true. Did um, he actually do that? I don't know. D. Benham, you guys have California all wrong. It's a bastion of conservatism held hostage by a few big cities. My town, for example, is a gun tote in Trump's port and mountain town. We just need LA and the Bay Area to break off, save the rest of us. Well, I, I am, a, am sympathetic to basically every uh, inland county in California. And it's true. I heard Ted Cruz talking about that. Did you know there are more conservatives or Republicans in California than any other state? Which wow, seriously? Because it's, it's so, it's so the populous, populous yeah. state. The trouble is they're outnumbered by those even more populous cities. But yeah, um, that's why I'm sympathetic. I, I, I don't know what the threshold is, but how many people live in California? Isn't it something like 30 million? Maybe I'm lowballing it. I actually don't know. It might be up closer to 50 million. I don't know. It's tens of millions of people. And I'm not, I don't know what the threshold should be, but there is a point at which the, there's just too many people to have their interests fairly represented at the state and federal levels. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be in, in favor of splitting California up. The trouble is that the urban centers in California are even kind of, far apart you have sacramento which is kind of bay area but you really got sacramento bay area and la Mm -hmm. would all those stay in the same state would you would you split it up into three if so those urban centers will still dominate over the more rural parts of california or maybe the answer is the state of jefferson that they've talked about for a while which would be a split between california and oregon and we don't know how many illegals live there no, and you're not gonna if this census fight is finally like. Although I, can't I don't think this that that would give us either. much of an accurate. No, because I don't think people are going to voluntarily say, "Yes, I'm an illegal federal government." Here I am. Right. Right. But it the question of the, the Trump's point is 100 percent right. That is to say, one, we need to know how many people are in this country illegally. But two, representation in Congress should not be decided based on how many illegals you have. Exactly. I don't want to be, I don't want my state outnumbered even more by California because they have all the illegals there. That's, that's ridiculously unfair. Um, Automata says, Hey, wait, didn't the women's soccer team negotiate for guaranteed pay as opposed to the men's only pay on games played? Uh, Should we deny them the ability to negotiate for that over raw salary? Yeah, Yeah, you're exactly right. Their contracts are different and the women did get cushier terms in a lot of ways, but that's the thing is like you freely contracted, you freely negotiated, Mm -hmm. you got things that you like and maybe you lost out on some things that you didn't, but that's the point. Do you want to decide this stuff for yourself instead of some weird top down law? That's like, you'll be paid some arbitrary number, regardless of whether you actually earned it or not. That can work to your benefit, but it can work to your detriment. And it's just going to screw up the entire fundamental basis of a free economy. Dakota Stanton says, Captain Woke Soccer, uh, mandatory carry. Don't call that shit post a manifesto. Mandatory carry saves lives. Gun control kills. When lives are at stake, break the law. Tommy saved lives. The prosecutors got people killed. Hmm. Grumbledore, trans men in women's sports will have to get paid exactly what the real women make because equality, if your bag runs out of Skittles, (laughs) you don't get to take someone else's M&M's. Uh, Dakota Stanton. I did the world Thank a favor. You. I looked for Megan Rapiro. Rapio? Rapino. Oh, okay. If it says Rapio, I was like, that doesn't sound right. Rule 34, there's none uh, proof no one likes her. There's really? No no her. She violates the rule. If I'm not mistaken, that's the rule that if it exists, there's porn of it. Is it oh, really? they're saying there's no Megan Rapino porn? 
Not yet. Give it a week. A Pokemon fetish. Men are being underpaid. We need to fight the domestic labor pay for dealing with crazed and menstrually motivated cheating. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan says, no, they should be making sandwiches. I assume you're talking about the soccer team. SK, go home, give the women <laughs> all the profit and turn the Women's World Cup into a charity event like the Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I... I they do have a market. They don't need to be subsidized, as I understand it. They are financially viable. But th- can you just be thankful to have a financially viable market? No, of course not. It has yeah. to be, I'm victimized by someone else who has more success than me. Oh, Cameron God. Herrick. Hey, guys, I don't know if you heard, but a neighbor down the road from me had four intruders break into his house. He pulled out an AR-15 oh, yeah. and killed two of them and scared the other two away. But guns are bad. I, I did hear that. You'll never, ever hear about uh, specifically uh, well, any rifle, really, but specifically a, a big, scary AR yeah. used successfully in legitimate self-defense. You'll never hear a peep about it. Not ever. Never mind the fact, Stephen Crowder references this frequently, but have you ever seen CDC stats on lawful use of firearms? I'd imagine that it's lawful, almost all lawful, lawful defensive use, use yeah. of firearms, I should clarify. Um, some of it's hard to calculate because, of course, sometimes a crime is never committed, so it's hard to count crimes that didn't happen. But it's seriously estimated to be in the in the hundreds of thousands of cases per year, crime mitigated by lawful defensive use of firearms. Never hear a peep about it. Nope. Never ever. Pokemon fetish. Women's soccer has more concussions because that statistic includes self-imposed imposed injuries of people who witness it. D Venom says her M&M Skittles mistake was a perfect metaphor for only caring about the color of the outside and what, what is inside <laughs> is irrelevant. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I be bot PN. You guys deserve five hundred thousand dollars because I be bot PN says so. Yeah, but since thank I can't you. kind of shut that bit, check that big, settle for this chunk of viability. Thank you so much. That was so <laughs> Appreciate generous. Appreciate it. Um, Kevin Flanagan said, "Who would have to be forced to play as the Nazis?" I don't know, Kevin. <laughs> Keaton Matthews. So you get the email about Canada putting money into looking into systemic racism and everything by the government. Uh, I'm sure it's in my inbox. That sounds like a, a Canadian government thing to do yeah. right after they, you know, they got to cut the check for the Lactatia documentary first, then they'll get to that. Yeah. I think. Pokemon fetish back in my day, we called intersectionality six degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, John Martin <laughs> fantasy yeah. women's soccer league, uh, last one to take their own life. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Ooh. well, you have some complicating factors. That is to say, some of them are bound to have their lives taken by others in tragic cliff diving accidents. That's bound to happen yes. statistically. So you have to factor that in. Uh, no, uh, God. Yeah, this has taken a bad turn, but it's past the two hour mark. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. More likely, I would believe there are more of those leagues out there than actual women's soccer fantasy leagues. I, I would, I'd become nobody's doing speculating. that. Yeah. Hate speaker Sargon of Akkad. Good night, my sweet boy Matt. I wish I could tuck you into bed. That's the gayest oh. one of them all. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. K-Bot video. I went in on I went in on Matt's fantasy football league because vagina. We need more female fantasy athletes, more quality, whatever. No, ah. no. No. We've had some successful female participants in the past. So good luck and uh perhaps you'll get selected. I'll see you there. Johnny Hoax, most people who shriek about equal pay always think their pay should be equal to those who make more than them, not yeah. those who make less. Appeal to merit when making more uh, quality when making less, yeah. Baby yeah. brother, no note, USA in the raw. Nazis and fascists were socialists. Nazi is German shorthand for national socialists, very pro-socialism. Tim Pool's politics couldn't, uh, could get him in line with Nazis. <laughs> uh, if, yeah, I suppose if you want to take a technical angle like that. Pokemon, that's not what they mean in the media, though. They yeah. mean like uh, ethno-fascists. Families belong together, but life isn't fair. Just look at Nancy's face. <laughs> uh, I said, well, I got to say, 
not actually that bad for her age. It's yeah, not appealing, but she is seriously one bajillion years old. Yeah. Um, Big Lambda. Assange all but acknowledged that Rich was their source. WikiLeaks offered 20K reward for info about his murder. Seth has access to emails. And Bill Benny did a report or reported that the files were sent on a USB stick. Um, yeah, I, I also... I, and I don't murdered. see is the is the supposed harm in talking about this that it's like it's a dis, disrespectful to Seth's family or something like that. Is that the angle? I guess so. There's an, there are enough questions here. There are enough questions in a lot of cases. It's yeah. like, wow, isn't that odd? Let's talk about what makes that odd. It's, uh, such, it's so tragic just to shut down alternative explanations for things we observe because they're deemed conspiratorial, yeah. harmful, whatever. Um, Sir Garforth says, where do you stand on fertility clinics saving and discarding human embryos as far as the mm. abortion argument goes? Also, do you have an opinion on the article on white privilege from Yes Magazine? I don't know the latter, but the former I've thought about a lot. And it's not to be decided by the fertility clinics. Um, this is a parental thing because you have to decide if you want to adopt out your embryos because that's your genetic material being raised by another family. Oh, that's how the process works is you, you decide if you adopt, but the embryos who, would, out. who would carry them? What a woman that the, who has egg issues. So you, okay. So are you saying to be ethical, you'd have to have all of the embryos carried by someone to term and adopted out? Yes. But if I had to do IVF, which is something I'm not ethically opposed to, I would just try to have the fewest number of embryos like, hmm. or I would just have to have all the embryos I'd have implanted otherwise mm. i think it would drive me crazy but i don't think it's the fertility clinic i don't think they can decide mm. um kevin flanagan uh, no uh pokemon <laughs> fetish the flag rising was pathetic mexican iwo jima was lame i love blonde i wish i could find a self-hating woman of my own yeah. they're the best kind yeah they are no the best i'm kind. a real pain to be married to well blonde um, might be a little too far but uh, i see i've gone too <laughs> far that's really what it is i know oh. that there's no going back though a uh, Pokemon fetish. Uh, there are other kids doing this, so you see that it's okay. I bet a victim of a priest has said the same thing before. Also a spicy take. Mm. Downskated. I had to tell my date off when she straight up started spouting SJW nonsense. When I started proving her wrong by her own logic, she accused me of being fascist and stormed <laughs> out. Dodge that nightmare. Good. That sounds like a hilarious date, at Yikes. least. Um, good luck. Don't get discouraged. Yes. I I mean, the fact that you that you even made it to a date with this person is maybe testament to your own capability. So, yeah, yeah. Mandatory care in Afghanistan. They're called dancing boys. And yes, they're sexually abused as well. Yes, I am aware mm. of this. Uh, Jason Bolt. I'm kidding regarding my comment earlier. My comment regarding the Irish that I made a few weeks ago. We get ah. so many comments regarding the Irish. That I don't remember what you said. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. My friend Hannah, if she's watching. <laughs> uh, I have one ginger friend. Uh, Polaris. I'm not racist. I have an Irish friend. I have an Irish friend, yeah. <laughs> Very ethnic. You know what they say about the Irish. Yeah. Um, Polaris589. It's sad that Swalwell dropped out. I wanted to greet him in Ohio with a sign that says, Eric, bring back the, the bomb Swalwell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon fetish. Mandatory carry told me to act like an adult in the live stream. He's the reason black people can't swim. And that's the last one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll check over up, uh, check up over on Streamlabs before we're out of here tonight. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, Matt Vicari was last one. That's right. Regal Fregal says, "Hey guys, can't watch tonight. Dealing with Barry Obama's weather control machine. That's right. Weather in Louisiana is pretty rough. So all the best to you and all of our uh, Gulf Coast listeners." Uh, dude can't even make a good hurricane, but still names it after himself. Is it Hurricane Barry? Is that 
That's what they're calling it. That's, that's uh, I actually it. don't know. Yeah. Uh, ego much. Have a great show, guys. We'll watch tomorrow. Well, thanks and uh, and stay safe in the storm. Kim says in regards to Blonde's perspective that everyone sucks. <laughs> it is said that the best thing about being a pessimist is you're either right or pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's that's fair. Or maybe Blonde is just a realist. No, uh, the, the chronic depression though is the real <laughs> side effect of that's it. The, that's the real downside. Yeah. Phillips uh, Philip Smallin says. Tim explained the Seth Rich connection. He was discussing a story from Fox News about Seth Rich, and in typical Tim style, he said he wasn't sure how much he did or did not believe the article. I'm sure it was something much like Measured. that if it was re- right. recent. Like, well, here's a possibility. I don't see definitive evidence, so I'm not going to say definitively true, but maybe. Yeah, that yeah. it sounds more like it. Redicus says uh, Facebook has its fill of Antica, Antifa flunkies. So when you say that you may threaten the dissidents. It doesn't surprise me. Antifa also says liberals get the bullet too. Communists will always uh, call for the firing squads. Well, the whole perspective, as we've talked about many times, the whole communist perfect, the whole idea of perfecting human nature in pursuit of utopia. That's at the basis of this will always require coercion. It will always always. require force. And ultimately you'll, you'll come to the question of what do we do with the people who will not get in line? You'll have to use, force up to and including deadly force it always happens because it's always done wrong hopefully we're not in store for someone doing it wrong yet again matt vicari equal pay culturally enriched 007 social media summit communist communist feckit terrorist attacks all bullshit diversions <laughs> thank you because he wants to know where is rbg it's been a while since the last confirmed sighting the last time i have had, the last time i've been satis- satisfied by evidence that she's alive and this is i ha- i don't look every day and it's been a while since i've looked so i'll check back but of course the supreme court you can't take photos or videos in there and she's never seen anywhere outside of it anymore there are audio recordings of the oral argumentations in various cases. So I heard a recording in March of a case being argued before the court in which she asked a question that That was satisfactory evidence to me. And it was definitely, it sounded much like what we heard from her on the stage, which was speaking at a pace of two words per minute. It was the sound of a dying woman. Yeah. But she was there. So I'll have to, I'll have to circle back and see if there's more recordings. Guess who's checking in? Smegma Bukaki 69. An Australian betting website is giving two to one odds on Trump winning in 2020. By far the favorite. Kamala Harris is next at five to one. It's time to get a VPN and place your bets, lads. I would take Trump at two to one. Yeah, Maybe sorry. I should uh, put down a little bit. Although um, sports betting and by the same token, I believe political betting is illegal in the state of Montana. So, you know, Montana state authorities who may or may not be listening. Of course, I would never do such a thing. And Jared Holt, don't send them an email. All right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not stupid. If I were to do this, I would do it in Bitcoin. Go ahead and track it. Michu says, can we use the Antifa fire bomber for two years as proof? How dangerous anyone that waves a communist flag uh, has proven to be, or do we just wait two weeks for the next one? Yeah. I, I, this, I would be curious to see is a guy, an actual terrorist armed throwing explosives at, at federal uh, police authorities. Will that even get a mention when I turn on the news tomorrow morning? I'll be curious to see. I doubt it. We'll see. Okay. Uh, oh, I have more. one more that came through. Sure, yeah. Uncephalized. I said, don't flatter yourself, blonde. I rock that beard year-round in the Arizona heat for my wife. 
not you, but thanks for the compliment. Ah, Where so would we, I be without my inflated sense of self-esteem though? It's carried me <laughs> to moderate YouTube fame, which is the apex <laughs> of life success as everybody knows. Yeah. That's, I think, both of our bearded Arizonans chiming in. So I think oh my God. both of them, I believe. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will call it there. That will end the show. But uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out tonight and, uh, and hanging out live and keeping us on track with the news and the memes and all the rest. If you are listening later on demand on YouTube or over on DLive or on any of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And remember, if you're looking for more material including replays of the call-in show and some other stuff. Uh, you can find that on the audio platforms as well. Check those out. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We got everything else uh, over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And I have some updates I'm planning for the website. Maybe a little more like community involvement, oh, cool. referrals to other people's videos, that sort of thing. So I'll have some updates soon. Again, that's mattchristensenmedia.com for everything else. In the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, even if Megan Rapinoe's on. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.